indeed everybody good morning and happy wednesday after surviving a night an overnight in the beautiful but very active very moody sometimes Lamp Mansion. And thank you, Redemption Rye, and thank you, Redemption Bourbon, thank you, Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits, for sponsoring the Haunted STL Tours Radio Free Almond Halloween Special live from the Lamp Mansion, everybody. Right beside me, if you are on the Facebook page, is none other than Lacey Reinhardt with HauntedSTLTours.com. And <laughs> we don't, don't think this is because we had a little too much redemption. Or... There was not enough for what we went through last <laughs> night. To we, we, we needed another shot at redemption after what happened... Uh, Last night, I gotta tell you, it was cray cray. And now, listen, I know Lacey Reinhardt, I know what she does, I know that she takes hauntings and investigations and paranormal stuff very seriously. She's not apt to sit there and fake like a, a meter going on and 
you know, ooh, sound effects and things like that. So coming into the Lemp Mansion, she was kind of like I was. And that was kind of coming in going, okay, well, this is going to be just kind of fun to talk about the history of the Lemp Mansion and you know, the history even of the sightings of things at the Lemp Mansion. Maybe, you know, there's some stories we can debunk, but we will actually do that. You'll do that a little later on. And, and maybe it, it'll be just be something where, uh, yeah, okay, I get it, Lemp Mansion, haha. You know, they have Halloween parties here, and uh, I've been there, done that. I'm sure people have a T-shirt by now. So I thought, well, and it wasn't that we were going to do something and set it up. We were, you know, we, we were going to do the show from here anyway, but it was going to be more of a, you know, historical, historic perspective on, <laughs> on the Lemp family. And indeed, we have that for you because a lot of things Lacey told the folks yesterday. And last night, I didn't even know about the Lemp family. If you think you've heard enough already, uh, you haven't. But then things got very crazy. Like it was around 1 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock. 20 to 2. Because you remember distinctly, okay? So now keep in mind, I am, I consider myself to be a religious person. And I do believe in angels. And so, you know, I also believe in demons. And I also believe in ghosts and spirits and things like that and afterlifes. And I think, well, to some degree. Uh, and, and I think that uh, there's also some historical hauntings that can take place that are kind of implicit in the culture that Lacey's really good at talking about. And maybe we'll get to those in just a little bit. So, But still, I wasn't trying to drag myself into something that could be like something I can talk about. I really had None no idea. Were. None of us were. We yes. were excited to be here, and we we had things to discuss already. Some of us had already had experiences here, but we were not expecting last night. Yeah, and, and so I'm upstairs, and I we we've gone through all the stuff, and we had a you know, sat there maybe had a little little swig of redemption, which was great, and then and then. Lacey had to kind of brief all of her people, and I went up and started to prepare the show, and it was a happy show to prepare, by the way, because first of all, you had President Trump asking how in the hell, don't blame him if Democrats take the House, and the fact of the matter is, you can't. If, if you can't get elected as a Republican when you have the trucking industry reporting some of the highest wages it has seen in a long time. The largest truck company now predicting 20% wage increases by the end of 2019. You have the uh, U.S. steel workers set to get the biggest pay raise in years. And then you have the World Economic Forum. And remember, this is the World Economic Forum, people, okay? This is Davos, Switzerland. These are the people who supposedly hate the United States of America. Just declared the United States for the first time in a decade gave it the title of the world's most competitive economy. So I'm sorry, Republicans, if you can't win an election, whether it be in the House or the Senate, in 2018, I'm with President Trump. You're basically on your own. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So anyway, I'm up preparing all this awesome crap and listening to Happy Days You're Here Again in my iPhone. And but, no, I wasn't listening to the song music. I wanted to hear everything. And that room, by the way, I was in the lavender room which is where William Lemp Sr. shot himself. Indeed. So that was, it was kind of weird being in there by myself anyway, and it was just really oddly too much. And so it wasn't that I was hoping something would happen that would force me to evacuate the room, <laughs> but 
but it did. But it did. So ultimately, then I'm up there, and I hear these screams, okay? And it is Mama K. It is. It was Jen. Were you there, too? Were you, the, were you one of the screamers? Jen, Jen it's your, we're going to bring her in in a second. I just want to know. Okay, so it's Lacey, and Jen's going to come in. Le- Jen is probably one of the more – she's part of the team that is the most skeptical. So uh, she's here to test everybody's theories and to all do that kind of thing, which is a great way to do investigation. So anyway, I hear these screams coming from downstairs. And so, of course, I go downstairs. Of course, I don't go downstairs with my iPhone camera running. Can I, go I just point out that you also came downstairs way after everyone else came downstairs? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you were a little <laughs> late to the party. I was, I was trying to figure out what was going on, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that I was scared or anything. I you just were was running like to, to save <laughs> us, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I was told early on that the, the ghosts don't actually hurt people. They just simply haunt people. But no, you're right. I was kind of a pansy, <laughs> wasn't I? I? I even brought in my firearm, so I just in case, so. Just so you know. I didn't know that. I did. I had, well, yeah, I had one the whole Good time. Just, I mean, you never know when one of these lamps are going to get unruly, you know. Clearly. And they've got ghost animals running around, and I know how those can be sometimes. Also crazy. So anyway, I hear this scream from downstairs, and so I crawl downstairs, <laughs> hesitatingly go downstairs, and to see what's going on. And so what happened? Well, prior to the screams, a good 10 minutes or so before that, um, it was a relatively quiet evening, and we were just sort of, it was 20 minutes to two, as a matter of fact, and I had come down to where we're sitting and sort of met with everyone and said, how do we feel about 20 more minutes where we're at? We'll wrap this up. We'll end up in our final, wherever we're going to sleep for a few hours tonight, let's move in that direction in the next 20 minutes. So to share all of that with everyone who was here, um, I moved down to the basement by myself, like I have literally probably hundreds of times in this house. Now, what compelled you to go down to the basement by yourself? I'm not scared of the house. I've been here so often, and I've never had anything terrifying happen to me, and I've always heard those experiences with... um, some skepticism, yeah. to be honest with you, and I just feel so comfortable here. And so I went downstairs to see if anyone else was down there to tell them what the plan was. Hey, in 20 minutes, we're going to move on and we're done. Right. And when I walked into the lower level by myself, I verbalized out loud, are there any paranormal investigators down here? No? Okay. And as I turned, the scariest thing happened, and it was just this and I sound like a lunatic, but to repeat this now feels a little crazy. <laughs> well, because you even said that you're going to have to kind of adjust some of the tours you do because of this new thing that, frankly, you actually didn't really think was a thing all the time. I have least. never, ever had a uh, attack of any kind or anything that I could say felt like I was not welcome or I had done something inappropriate or, or anything of that nature. And when I turned to leave this black, angry thing just rushed past the left side of me and toward the kitchen where dishes slammed. And I've, 
been through the kitchen a couple of times. I could not tell you where anything is in the kitchen. Right. And I didn't know there was a shelf full of dishes right <laughs> behind the door. But the dishes slammed, and, and it took a full maybe – when you count one second out loud, you're one Mississippi, it, it's kind of long. Right, right. And in that one second of processing whatever that scary whoosh was that rushed by my head, it dawned on me that was not good. Right. That whatever that was, that was not okay. And I'm alone down here by myself, and it suddenly became really serious where we were. Now, this black thing you're talking about, it was more like – but it came at you like a shadow. It wasn't like a – a black thing like it was like it was it was, it was a actually like a shadow figure something that would be human oriented or human at least some ish. force right it, okay. it, it honestly it felt like an angry it felt like a parent was scolding me right is, is what i immediately came up with like i had done something really wrong right and right. this thing was not happy with me wow personally yeah never never have i had anything like that happen here and it didn't stop there. So as I'm passing the kitchen and I hear the dishes slam, I start running up the stairs. Right. And I get sort of near this opening here and I'm yelling for Lisa, Mama Kay, like a kid yelling for their mother. Yeah. I was genuinely terrified. Well, when because when uh, keep in mind when I was here at the uh, at, at the mansion a while back having dinner with uh, Jeff Keen, we were we're talking over and we still are talking over a reality show prospect, all this kind of stuff. So anyway, it's Lacey, me, and Jeff here. And then Lacey took me on a little tour upstairs, and it was on the third floor because I remember distinctly hearing dishes. And I go, is there some kind of shoot or something where I can actually hear from the kitchen somehow that way? And there was nothing there. But anyway, the dishes thing kind of rang true to me. But the other thing, too, is when I came down there, it was so weird because – when we were when I was st I was standing kind of on the staircase above, and you guys were kind of down there, because I figured well in case there's a real monster, um, I'll be the first out the door and then they'll just be eaten down there and then I'll tell be able to tell the story. That was why I was standing. I believe I'm that after how long it took you to come down <laughs> after the screaming, <laughs> so I thought we were friends. <laughs> I'm, standing, uh, I'm standing at the top of the stairs at a little bit towards the people, and people are coming back and forth, but it got freezing cold in fact i was looking around for vents where where there would have been a vent in in the on the floor or something because i kept feeling these uh rushes of cold air while you guys were telling uh, talking about this whole thing and trying to figure out what the hell was going on yeah. cold uh, spots I, yeah that you felt genuine cold spots I something else did. i had never felt in this house yeah and it wasn't just it wasn't chills i mean it was cold air cold air mm -hmm. And, and so that was freaking me out a little bit because I was really surprised. And I had just a few minutes prior to going down to sort of wrap everything up had come through here and made a joke about how, and I feel so bad about this now, I try so hard to be respectful right. of everywhere we go to do this because it, it is a privilege to get to go places and, and do what we do. I... It was late. I was tired. I don't know. But I, I said something about this is a hard house to do a legit paranormal investigation in because everything squeaks. It's an old house. Right. The stairs are squeaky. The doors creak. It, it, it's hard to not have noise contamination. And I was being a little snarky about it and not really being disrespectful, but just, yeah, that's a challenge. Yeah. And I, I think I got a little too cocky 
to be honest with you. And when I went downstairs and that happened, it was almost like a a paranormal scolding. Yeah, right. Uh, for, right. I mean, it, I'm still trying to figure out what I did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was really interesting. Happen. And I taped the aftermath of it when you guys were back down into, you went back in, and then there was suddenly there was this room back there where Jennifer and Tim, they were setting up some the cameras kept going down, and we'll talk to her about that in a second. Another but crazy thing. Then, that, then we recorded that. I recorded that whole thing. It's about four minutes, and I'll play it into the, into the microphone. I think I can play it. If everything, if everybody keeps quiet, I'll be able to play it. Um, no, everybody was keeping it clean. Okay. I think, I <laughs> we think. were scared. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Filters were off. It was, really, it was really crazy down there, and I'm not one to have any kind of – you know, I'm not. I'm generally skeptical too, and so I'm not. I'm not likely to sit there and 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 say things that really did. I didn't feel really did happen. You know, we don't. Know um, I mean, I don't feel like I'm a Native American, so I, what I do. I, but I feel I felt that cold air coming through me. So I just want to let you know that it was pretty crazy. So at the time, then we tried to people tried to figure out like, okay, so why would this have happened? Like, what happened? Because it seemed as though Lacey was the one who was kind of being targeted at first, and then everybody kind of started to kind of get it. But you were trying to figure out whether or not early on in one of the, in the tours, I have my own theory, and it goes back to the beginning of the day, but I'll get to that in a second, but you would thought maybe it was because a couple things downstairs, which is a beautiful place. It's where they used to have their parties and that kind of thing, right? So a couple p- things downstairs, and there was this there was this uh, underground. Uh, there's a there's a seal an on the floor, on the floor. Mm-hmm. an emblem on the floor that used to lift up, and you can go down in there, right? Well, you can't anymore. Right, but they used to go down in there for what? Like uh, to they would pull cool air okay. out of there to to cool that downstairs area, and right? Because we are right over the Cherokee Cave system, right? And this house in particular, especially, yeah. That was one of the access points. Yeah, that's another whole story too. So I, I was trying to figure out. Well, was that was that? Be, is it was it just cool down there normally? And it wasn't cool down there normally. In fact, right after the whole experience, it got back to normal, uh, and mm-hmm. it was pretty warm down there as it always is. But that thing that used to grow the glory is it's aired sealed tight, and you and somebody once called it what the gate to hell oh, or something. It, so. Uh, <laughs> Yes, this house is haunted. It's incredibly haunted, and I'm even more of a believer after last night. But there are so many urban legends and stories that started here with a grain of truth that have just grown legs right. over time. And this happens. It's, it's sort of normal. But there was a lot that I intended to, to debunk. Yeah. Um, is that error or is that a ghost? Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. I was wondering what that is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, wait. what is that? Anyway, um, but, but, but people have referred to that area and, and there are a lot of different personality types that come through the house and that has been referred to as a, um, a portal to hell, right? which I struggle with personally. But you kind of, yeah, well, so you kind of, you kind of scoffed at the idea that this was the I, portal I to hell. I did publicly. Yeah, right. And publicly. I, I kind of yeah. rolled my eyes like, oh, you know, it's yeah. the portal to hell and yeah, right. It, 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 maybe I shouldn't have done that. And I think that I still don't think it is that. <laughs> I know, but it's something. I know. But it's something. But but you were kind of like it wasn't that that if if something was offended by that, it would have been because of something like that. But you also mm-hmm. then joked around about somebody who supposedly they had a camera down there and it and and the and it ju- and this 
thing jumped in front of the camera or some person mm -hmm. jumped in front of the camera. It was a, a very distinct shadow figure, and this was a, a video clip that yeah. I saw and I was pretty skeptical of. It was just too clear. Right. It was a, a dark, shadowy figure that jumped in front of a camera that was rolling not our cameras, a different person, different time. Right. And jumped in front of the camera, actually waved, and then jumped out of the, the shot. Wow. And I watched that over and over and it seemed too good to be true and it was one of those things where I'm like eh. and I did that as well yeah down there and and I'm not so sure there really wasn't a shadow figure that jumped right. in front of a camera it, yeah it seemed like it seemed like whatever you said that would have dissed whatever is down there they like found a way to get you back down there when you were kind of by yourself I, to, to tell you what's up. I, I'm not sure if I got tricked into that, uh -huh. if that was like a, a setup. Right. If that was just bad timing, I yeah. don't, I still don't know, but we yeah. have, uh, we have a lot of um, footage to review. Yeah. But even that alone being as scary as it was, we didn't get any of it recorded and right. that's what blows my mind because we had nine cameras yeah nine yeah. cameras set up to capture anything and everything right and all of them died well and you never know what happened before they died is which is what you guys are reviewing right because they something kept it seemed like every time you turned around they'd be turned off and there's a thing that you guys talk about which is the uh emps EM evps evps electro Electronic uh, <laughs> monster pulses. I know what. What are they called? They're, they they they. EMF is the out. yeah EMF electromagnetic field. Okay, it's yes. ghost food. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it, it sometimes will pull power, it will drain batteries and everything else. So yeah, absolutely. That that was that was pretty crazy. It it, it was. Yeah. It, it was. And I really have never. I don't know. I've never really seen you. I've been with you a few times on some of these things you're doing and to cemeteries and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you don't really get to uh, flustered normally. I mean. That's that's that was unusual to see you in that fashion. I was mildly embarrassed <laughs> by my own reaction like that happened and I just I felt violated almost yeah. or I, I was in shock kind yeah. of like my whole body just felt tingly like I can't believe that just happened. And well there's there's something crazy. later on that ultimately uh, I, I'm going I posited as a possible theory with all that. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, possibly get to uh, just a little later on because I think it was one of those. I think it was something that Lacey did early on before anybody else got here. You have to share this with me. I appreciate the redemption guys, both the rye as well as the bourbon for sponsoring the hauntedstltours.com Radio Free Almond Lamp Mansion Halloween special, people. And you know what? I don't want to diss Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing because they're back at Gaslight, but they're with us in spirit. I'll tell you that. RadioFreeAlmond.com is where you can find us. I'm going to hook you up with the National Anthem. I'm going to hook you up with uh, 
some of the latest as it relates to the news out there. President Trump and the language police are out in force with him. And then we're going to have some more of the crew from hauntedstltours.com who are spending most of the night gathering information and hugging each other. We're all a little closer after <laughs> last night. I, I know. It was pretty crazy. I, I loved it. Uh, and it was pretty amazing to see. And I did get some of it on tape. So you guys will, uh, I'll play it. It was all of you discussing what was down there. And Jennifer Alwyn is one of the skeptics. So we're going to have her on when we come back in just uh, a few seconds. I'm going to pay some bills, that kind of thing. And thank you to Lemp Mansion, of course, for having us as well. And uh, Matt McElweth and Morgan Chalmers for setting us up here because this is uh, this is a good setup, you guys. Thanks, man. If you guys want any whiskey, come on down. We're having bourbon for breakfast. One thing we did not do, everybody, people just didn't get trashed and stuff and, you know, run around the house. It was, when you do these investigations, you kind of have to be uh, pretty clear-minded or at least have opened your mind to a point where you can be clear-minded and then you're off to the races and that was indeed the case it was this place is one heck of a crazy place agreed and uh absolutely love it so let's go to our national anthem ladies and gentlemen without further ado our national anthem Don't wait. The Fed has raised interest rates. That means your minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't let that happen to you. This is James Hawkins of Golden Oak Lending. Now's the time to consolidate your debt. Home values are up, and you can use the smart cash in your home to pay off debt or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference between what you owe and the new value of your home. And Golden Oak still has fixed rates in the threes. Call 567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37.
Thank you to Mike Marino and Shannon down there at Santino's Cigars and Cocktails on Vogel Road. Mike introduced me to a guy named Phil. Phil is a guy who works at Southern Glaciers and listens to Radio Free Almond. And Phil also happens to be with Southern Glaciers, Wine and Spirits, which is the largest liquor distributor in the St. Louis area, and good guys. And they're indeed all over the U.S. as well, but they're here in St. Louis as well. And, and Phil introduced me to Redemption Bourbon and Redemption Rye. And Phil said, yeah, we'll sponsor the Radio Free Almond. HauntedTouristSTL.com Let Mansion Halloween Extravaganza. Hell yeah! Sweet. That's what we're going to do. And so, absolutely, he did that. And thank you, Phil. And this this uh, this bourbon is good. And Lacey, you you're not you're not, you're not necessarily always a um, a bourbon drinker, but no. you like that. I'm not really a bourbon drinker at all. It, it hurts. So you're not usually like a oh I'll believe in any ghost that comes on by, and you're not a believer in bourbon either. But last night was the first. Experiencing both <laughs> in all their full glory. And this actually does, it tastes like honey. It, it was just what the doctor ordered after that experience. It, it was I mean, technically, good. we've only been we've only been asleep for 45 minutes, so technically, we just took a nap. I got a long way to go here. That's pretty hardcore if you were really going to do that. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I'll tell you what, it, 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 it smells so good and smells like honey. That it does indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Redemption bourbon smells like breakfast. I'm just saying. Just here to tell you. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. I'll get to the great, fantastic economic news we're getting all across the front. I'll get to President Trump saying that don't blame him if Democrats take over the House. And indeed, if you're a Republican who loses your seat in this election, shame on you. You've got to be, like, caught doing a, a, a gerbil or something. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to... You should lose a, an election under under these circumstances. So, it was a really cool night. And it was funny because last night, as the Haunted STL Tours crew got all together, and Lacey Reinhardt kind of... And Tim there all got getting everybody together and getting their equipment set up and their cameras set up and everything else uh, and Jennifer Elwin was one of those individuals who was running around setting up cameras as well but it was really weird because it, right about the time that the, the cameras were set up and then suddenly there was just kind of this quiet going on and then Lacey was gonna go and check on everybody and and figure out what was going on and just make sure we had everything in order for tomorrow and all that kind of thing, which is today. I was taking care of the show and suddenly things got really kind of weirdly, oddly real. Quiet, just kind of cold. I felt the room I was in, which was the lavender room where William Lemp Sr. shot himself right in front of a window. Not to be outdone by his son who shot himself in a window right below him in another room. So there's a lot of people with headaches running around here, I think. But it just depends. 
But anyway, this room was so kind of crazy to be sitting in. And I didn't really feel like I was supposed to be doing my work down there or up there. Just because I was, you know, it just didn't feel right. I felt like there was something else I should be doing. And at one point I was like staring at this, uh, at this, you know, those uh, stacks that go down into the house, you know, and this thing. I was like looking at this thing. I was like, why am I looking at that thing? Anyway. So then I hear the screams, go downstairs, and then there's Lacey. And you just heard her, her part of that story. And Mama Kay was down there with her too. She was the brave one to save me and, and come down. Um, Lisa and Mary made a, a lacy sandwich, and there was one in front of me and one behind me because I didn't want to be by myself going right. down the stairs, and we all went down together. Well, and I waited for them to go down there because in these days, um, sandwiching a woman never goes over very well, so I didn't want to get in any trouble, so I had to keep it. So, yeah, and then Jennifer Elwin is another member of the team, and... Lacey and Tim have constructed a team of individuals that have just uh, a variety of different talents. Like Mary has a talent for being kind of like, uh, she records everything and she's got her eyes on everything and it's just kind of the average everyday person, not a kook like the rest of us. Or we all have our level of kookiness. Mama Kay is just out there being Mama Kay, as you all, and you all met her and know her, so she's kind of the one who's out there, and she's a kind of a skeptical person, too. It's not like everything is bought and sold with her. And Tim, of course, is the, is the technical guy, and he and Lacey are the ones who uh, own this awesome business uh, together. Tim Johnson. Sorry, Tim. And, and they haunted stltours.com, which is a great organization because it's more than just a, oh, Let's have, you know, uh, you know, pillowcases drop out of the ceiling and whoa, scare you like that. They actually do great tours that are, that are related to our history, but are also very interesting, fascinating, and draw you in from a haunting aspect because history is also a way to haunt. And then sometimes they'll go and zero in on certain buildings and things like that. And Lent Mansion was one of those. They've been here before, but never really actually... Uh, got, got in the capacity we were What happened night. yesterday, yeah. yeah. So they're all down there, and then the way Tim and Lacey have constructed this team is everybody's kind of got a role, and everybody everybody talks to each other about what they've seen or felt or whatever. So it's not just one person directing the crew, and everybody has to go along because otherwise they'll be fine, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, Jennifer's role, Jennifer Elwin's role is mostly, is that, am I describing this right? Mostly as a skeptic or a tester of, of preconceived notions, let's put it that way. I would say we're all open-minded skeptics, but Jen is especially valuable for us because she keeps us grounded when we get excited. So Jen has been doing this for a long time and can probably explain herself maybe yeah. what her so yeah so Jen is down there and Jen is the one who normally like when when Lacey has her experience where you know it's it's uh, terrifying something pushes her clearly pushes her uh, Mama Kay will have her on later on you know she felt a cat which a lot of people did last night they felt cats rubbing by them I'm not kidding you and then I was down there and and I have the same level of like I don't really just buy into things automatically and I just never I'll never forget the cold rushes of 
of air that went by my legs a little bit, where to the point where I was looking around for vents and things like that. And so normally things like these, Jennifer, you, you'll, you'll say, you'll try to assess it, you'll break it down and try to figure out any other possibility because that's the, uh, what a good investigation does. And it tests, it, 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 it assumes everything is not real. Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second here. We're going to get your mic turned up there, babe. Yeah. Get it together. There you go. Okay. So yeah. you're going to look for the most rational explanation first. Um, last night, as soon as I found out Lacey had this experience, I was like, okay, what happened? We need, we need to know exactly what happened. We need to go back. You need to show me where it is. We need to put cameras on this. We need to figure out what's going on. Um, I also reacted to it because I had a similar experience myself of being attacked and um, my position in the group is not just the skeptic but I feel as lead um, it's very very important for me to take care of my team and when something like that happens right. I get a little defensive yeah 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 so because um, at one point after when we were all talking and, and, and everything else you were you were kind of pacing a little bit which yeah. is something that Lacey says she'd never really, uh, never really seen before in terms of what you've done in other situations like that. So uh, my response was I wanted everybody down there. I wanted every camera that worked on. I wanted all the audio on. Because if something was going to continue happening, we were going to get it filmed. Uh, no matter what, something was getting filmed or recorded. Because... No matter what we were feeling, I can't validate it to the rest of the people. We can't prove feelings. If I don't have it recorded. Right. So after that, my goal was we had to deal with this because you work here. And you work here often. And for you to feel threatened, uh, I do have a background as a counselor. Yeah. So for you to feel threatened in a place you work, it had to be dealt with. So I immediately went into the mode where we got to deal with whoever this person is. We need to figure out what's wrong. And yes, we were going on feeling. We were very much going on feeling. But I'm hoping we also have something to validate that. That's why I was so adamant about those cameras. Okay, let's just do something here real quick. Because right now what you're hearing behind you is okay is is the air conditioning and what surprised me about the air conditioning when it turned on this morning is that i never heard it last night at all which is why i didn't know what the hell it was i thought maybe it was you know uh a storm i mean i didn't know what it was so when i was downstairs with the rest of you and we were feeling all these little brushes of air we're not far from the staircase that goes down into the uh into the basement or the area where this happened. Uh, and so I never heard the sound of the air conditioning. No, so I, I was didn't either. To, uh, do you, I mean, does it recall it now? Because I never heard this sound that I'm hearing right now no. the entire time last night that we were at least in that, no, in that area No, we heard there. the clicking of the time clock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We would hear an ice machine every once in a while. And that was pretty much the bulk of what we were hearing in that basement. Right. Um, so, no, we were not hearing the air conditioning. That was not what was going on with the cold spots. And the cold spots were moving. Yeah, And they we were. were following them. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, so that's where I had the tape 
of uh, where I, it was about it's about four minutes long. I don't exactly know how it's going to come across, but I'll play it for you after. Um, I'm sure we come across as nuts. Oh no, you it was. Don't. Yeah, but no, it was I, pretty yeah. intense. But you guys were thoughtfully. Uh, talking about this whole thing. So you guys were all involved in the conversation. Tim and Mary and you and Lacey uh, and Mama Kay were all talking about the thing. Uh, and 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 so that was that was critical. So I'm, I'm going to play it. I can probably play it off my phone, I, I think. Right, right to the, right to the um, mic there, Matt, you think? If I just stuff it right to yeah. the mic. And we'll turn off all the mics and then we'll do that. But I want to a lot of people out there, if you're just tuning in and you don't really know much about the Lemp Mansion at all, uh, Lacey in the early morning, uh, in the early evening hours, did a tour and she kind of laid out the Lemp legacy and exactly what happened here and why it's haunted. And it doesn't always involve the Lemps. So, but one of the, one of the things that I didn't realize though is that uh, that you all are on the on the precipice of discovering that that there's a possibility that. Uh, the Lent Brewery was the first brewery in America to bring lager to the United States, correct? That is being researched as uh -huh. a possibility. Um, it, it, it wasn't our discovery, um, but there is talk of that being a real possibility, which would really put this family um, and, and the legacy here yeah. really front and center nationally. Not right. just, I mean, we, we know first lager beer in St. Louis, okay, but in America is yeah. kind of a big deal. So we are sort of waiting okay. on that information. Well, so then, and then you have the idea that it's also built over uh, Cherokee Caves. Mm -hmm. It is definitely built over the Cherokee Cave system. It, the, this, the location for the brewery itself was specifically chosen because it's over the cave system. It was right. the perfect place to lager the beer. Yeah. All right, good. And, and so if you get right down to it, and eventually I think we can probably discuss it later on, uh, on a broader sense, the whole Native American aura in St. Louis and the Metro East is pretty heavy duty. I mean, it's pretty heavy, especially if you've done something where you've either destroyed a mound or many of them, uh, built on top of them or built on top of things that the Native Americans otherwise used. And I, and I know there's that aspect of it, so you never know where that played a part. And then, of course, you have the... Uh, the easy one, which is, how many people died in this house? Well, just of the, the Lemp family themselves, three out of four family suicides were in this house. But there were multiple other deaths in the house during the boarding house era. So from 1949 to 1960, there were numerous people who passed away here. Wow. So uh, what I, I didn't get the third suicide. So we had William Lemp Sr., mm -hmm. right, up in the bedroom in, in the lavender room. Then we had... William Lemp Jr. Mm -hmm. in what room is that? What room is that uh, called? It's uh, the office dining room. So office you come dining in the main room. door, the little dining room off to the left. Okay, and so he shot himself at the window just below the window that would be on the second floor. Mm -hmm. And then what was the third one? Uh, Charles Lemp, the last family member to occupy the house. And um, that's a whole nother story. Is There's some question as to whether two out of the three suicides in the house were really suicides or if they were potentially murders not really sure um, but Charles Lemp was the last and the, the third in the house okay and so then and then you had another person just simply die in the house and that was uh, William Lemp senior's wife, wife. okay mm -hmm. 
And then were they the ones who didn't like each other? No, no, okay. they, 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 they were great, apparently. <laughs> apparently it was uh, William Jr. and Lillian Hanlon, so okay. the Lavender Lady and yeah. William Jr. had a very uh, contentious relationship. And that, was, that still, though, permeated this house, though. There was a level of, like, disdain. and it, it, It's permeated the legacy of the family, but in all honesty, they didn't really live here. Yeah. Um, during their time together this was corporate headquarters for the brewery they lived at the chase park plaza oh wow okay um but (laughs) there's so much negativity with that relationship and and that's of course a story that's endured and you do you have you know images of the two of them all over the house i mean there's a painting of her in the room where william jr shot himself right right um, and they're both of their portraits facing one another in the hallway on the second floor. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So well, and then uh, you mentioned the boarding house thing, which is not a lot. Not a lot of people who do the tours and stuff like that will mention that because it, it, it's too com- it, it complicates the story that, oh, William Limp Jr. is running around here scaring everybody. And, and, and that's what's great about you guys at STL Tours, uh, hauntedstltours.com, is that you guys include everything and in fact debunk some things too that we'll get to in a little bit but 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 this but you mentioned the boarding house thing which isn't necessarily sexy because it's not you know the limps but the fact of the matter is there are a lot of people who were in desperate situations who were living here presumably dying here to some degree suffering here and do you think it's a possibility i was thinking this when you were telling me this last night do you think there's a possibility that those if there were any spirits left over from the boarding house days that those people might have resented the efforts to turn this back into a house that they took over after it was basically abandoned like do you think there's anything like that like what what makes a spirit haunt a place that's a great question there are a number of things that can cause that i mean if you were indigent and you didn't have a lot of family and you passed away here and that certainly wasn't how you intended to go you might be a little more resistant to cross over to whatever that other side happens to be um i think there are residual and intelligent hauntings here there's the the instant replay type of hauntings same thing happens over and over again you can't communicate with it and then i do think there are i don't think what happened last night was a residual haunting i think that was targeted and it was yeah, pissed off. They, so I think it was something. It was, uh, in my opinion, it was something about you. And later Thanks. on, <laughs> well, la- but later on, I'll explain that I think it was something you did uh, earlier mm. in the evening before everybody mm. showed up. And I, I think actually that might have been it. But we'll deal with that in a second. Uh, but but all those things play into what this is and and who lived here and all the things that happened here and. And just generally the drama and the unsettled nature of the family, of the house itself, of the people who occupied it after the family. It's just kind of like there's just stuff moving around here everywhere. And it really was, I mean, it really was apparent last night. And, and uh, Jennifer, you are the one then who uh, then tries to come to certain conclusions about it. Yeah. So what's your sense as to what, what is going on? Yes. Uh Nice to I, me. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, it felt bad. It felt bad down there. I mean, I don't know what that was. I know we all felt it. 
I don't think there was a member of the team that did not feel cold, did not feel uncomfortable, did not feel. So as human beings, we have natural senses. And one of our natural senses is to be able to sense a predator. You know, this keeps us alive, you know, right. survival of the fittest. And um, you can tell when there is something in your presence or someone in your presence who is wishing you harm or is uncomfortable. And it had, as you move from room to room, it had that feeling. I can't do anything with that. Right. So I can't, I can't say what it is. Now, if maybe one of those audio recorders, one of those, those iPhones, like all the things that we were running, we're pretty much hoping we caught something. Yeah. That way we can say, this is, this is what we were dealing we with. We want something tangible. And, yeah. and we don't know if we have that yet. And that's yeah. sort of what I think we're all yeah. struggling and with. And we were addressing it last night as a person. Because if this is what we were dealing with, we were dealing with a person. And we needed to address a person. Right. Because if we wanted to get a response on our audio, that was about the only way we were going to get it. Right. We had well, to talk directly to it. Yeah, but so at one time, Lacey, you actually were apologizing in the open air. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I meant it. <laughs> I, me I mean it, was, it now. It, I mean, people, it was crazy. And you know me. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm telling you, these individuals are not gullible by any stretch. I'm just I telling you. I don't talk to thin air often. Yeah. No. I normally, I've never felt the the cold air thing all over the place and, and that uneasiness ever. And it yeah. wasn't just because you guys were uneasy. It was just like, okay, this is, there's something... Something wasn't right about even in that room up there. There was something that I felt like either the I felt like the room was like every little uh, part of the ceiling was like looking at me. And well, when we went back I, down there, all of us together, and I was much more brave with yeah other people with the around whole me. It, it felt and sounded like walking into a vacuum. Like yeah. all the airflow was sucked out of the room. Yeah, and my ears were ringing. And it, it just, well, and it moved. So you would go into a room and it would have that feeling mm -hmm. and then it would dissipate and then you'd move somewhere else and you, it'd have that feeling and it'd dissipate. Wow. So that's, you know, and that's what we were following. And that's why we had all these things in our hands and we were talking like all over the place. We kept walking and we kept talking because yeah. we needed to find this, whatever it was to like try to get something right. recorded. Right. Because once again, nobody's going to believe us. Well, and that was another aspect, and Tim will be on just a little bit to tell us about the technical aspects. And you were with, involved with the cameras too, so I'll yeah. talk to you too about it. Because there were things that were just like not working all of a sudden, and that's not an excuse saying, "Well, we don't have anything." There, I was watching these things well, not working we, anymore. We can I mean, sadly debunk one of the camera issues. Oh, okay, good. Well, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but again, you know, th these things were just, there was a lot of things that were going on. And then uh, Mary and Mama Kay are going to be on this as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break here, pay a couple bills. We're gonna, I'm going to come back, and then I'm going to deal with a uh, few topics of the day so you guys can, you know, do whatever you want to do for 10 minutes or so. And then I will have you guys back here, and we'll talk a little bit more about what happened last night, uh, why it's significant, why I believe actually Lacey was targeted, and also tape of right the aftermath when 
when, when that little stairway conversation wasn't enough and they went back down there just to check more things out, uh, including the cameras but uh, and what happened after that. So I recorded that on my iPhone, so it was pretty cool, just the drama of it all. And then we'll, uh, we'll be back, so you guys can uh, do whatever. I'd say grab a cup of coffee, but we don't have any. Go ask a ghost. Do the ghosts make coffee? If it did, you can't see it. You can't <laughs> taste coffee. it. Ghost coffee. Yeah, it just Definitely. energizes you. That's right, people. Yes, we are live here at the beautiful Lent Mansion. It is beautiful as, as, uh, as unruly and as in a bad mood as it is. It still is a... Uh, a beautiful place and so thank you to the Pointer family for letting us use the place and thank you so much to Phil over there at Southern Glazers Wines and Spirits for sponsoring the Radio Free Almond Haunted Tours STL.com Halloween special that's right that's what this is I've never really done one of these before, so hope it's going okay. It's fascinating. I think these people are all fascinating in their own right, and they take things exceedingly seriously. They're not your fly-by-night group. And Redemption Rye tasted pretty good last night. I had the Redemption Rye and the Redemption Bourbon. You can find this at Randall's, but I'm pretty sure you can find it, uh, heck, anywhere else, too. Look at it. It looks pretty nice right here, doesn't it? Looks looks like I can hold this up and do a do a commercial with it in there. Which thank Jamie Alman here for Redemption Bourbon. Every morning before I go on the air, I take a blast and then maybe one more blast. And then I put the Redemption Bourbon down and I pick up the Redemption Rye because start your mornings with Redemption Rye and. You will become one distilled spirit throughout the day. Enjoying the day as best you can with a little blast of Redemption Rye. Keep it in your cupboard for all of your whiskey needs. It's Redemption Rye and Redemption Bourbon. The bourbon actually tastes uh, like honey. It's really, it's really sweet that way and straight. And actually, it's, some, it's sometimes great to drink just plain. But it makes some killer Manhattans and whiskey sours. I mean, you name it. It's a great thing to stock up on for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, and for Christmas as well. So thank you, Phil, out there at Southern Glaciers. We appreciate you guys. And we want to move some redemption for you and, uh, and get it all going on for you. I promise you we're going to be... Uh, we're going to be really, really good to you. That's right. We've had about 45 minutes of sleep here at the Lemp Mansion. And it doesn't feel like it. It feels like we got 10 minutes of sleep. No, I'm just kidding. It feels like we got more sleep than that. It was. But you know, when you're running on that kind of... Uh, energy that we were able to absorb from this place even if it was a little a little negative it was uh really something else to to go through it was almost as if you know things just kind of ballooned up and then just ballooned back down again and 
some of these folks had never been here around uh, 2 o'clock in the morning like that. But when I was up in uh, the Lavender Room and I was preparing the show and doing all that kind of stuff, that's when I heard the screams. And I'll explain that a little more. And then Lacey is accusing me of taking too long to get down there. But uh, I had my uh, I had my reasons. I thought, you know, while I was preparing the show, that maybe I had hit a Maxine Waters video of her screaming about chasing people down to restaurants. I thought, uh-oh, that must be just, oh, maybe that's just Maxine Waters. Then I realized that, no, there was not even a, there wasn't a, there wasn't a tape playing at all. It was screams coming from downstairs. Trying to get there right away. But Mama Kay and Mary, they were down there first. Strong, chivalrous, female, mythical warriors who were not going to allow Lacey to be eaten up by the whatever it was. I mean, it was something, too. I'm telling you. I'm not, you know, when I came down, I was like, okay, is there a door open? Is there a, something going on? Because I didn't hear the air conditioner, and there was cold air just blowing all over the joint. So anyway, when I was upstairs, um, I was, in fact, uh, listening to... A few interviews of individuals, mostly revolving around uh, President Trump. And I have to tell you, folks, that that, uh, President Trump said something to the AP yesterday that is very, very true. I guess people are acting as if this is some kind of surrender on his part in terms of, hey, I'm not to blame. He told the AP this. He says, I'm not to blame if the Democrats take over the House. And there was some indication that, oh, he must be scared. There must be poll numbers indicating that uh, don't blame me. And believe me, uh, the information that we have is that this is not going to be any kind of drubbing. I'll tell you why in a second. So the AP reporter gets on there and decides she's going to tell us uh, exactly what he said uh, when it comes to uh, the whether or not the, he can be responsible for the House being taken over by Democrats. And he said no. You know, this is a president who put himself at the center of this midterm campaign. He's out holding rallies, on this, which again. is uh, essentially that they know nothing about what That's happened about to this Arabia. journalist. The president spoke with AP just three weeks before the midterms, and uh, we asked whether he would take responsibility if Republicans lost the House, and he said no. You know, this is a president who has really put himself at the center of this midterm campaign. He's out holding rallies almost every day. Which is why if you're a Republican and you lose in this midterm election, you're a fool. Either you've been caught doing something really weird or whatever else, or you're a, turns out you murdered somebody a long time ago, whatever. That's the only way you should be losing a Republican election here. And it's not just because you're a Republican and you're, you're great. It's because even if you're a doofus, you still should be able to benefit from the economic news that we're hearing on down the line from, uh, well, exclusive to uh, the guys over uh, at, uh, at Reuters. Uh, U.S. steel workers set to get the biggest pay raise in years. U.S. State steel, United States Steel Corporation workers set to get the biggest wage dump in at least six years under a new deal negotiated with the company, providing early signs it gains from the Trump's clamp down on foreign imports are finally starting to trickle down. And that's just one example. 
I mean, you have another example of where the trucking industry is reporting huge gains in terms of what it's able to uh, to do for its workers, too. The largest truck company in the U.S. is predicting 20% wage increases by the end of 2019. And this is a trucking company that is, um, uh, where is it? Where is the name of the damn thing? Um, it is, uh, I guess it's, I guess it's the guys who truck for Amazon and beyond, but, but, uh, it's JB Hunt. You see the JB Hunt guys out there all the time. And so, uh, they're reporting 20% of an increase uh, for, uh, worker wages there, uh, by the end of 2019. Then you get this hugely amazing news, and it is coming out of the uh, of Davos, Switzerland, of all places. And now Davos, Switzerland. These are the these are the Europeans, everybody, that we've been told. Okay, that we have been told hate us, and that we have been told are envious of us, and we are been told that they think the United States is a bunch of a bunch of incompetent fools. Everything else. This is in Davos, Switzerland, folks, the World Economic Forum, which always hosts the annual conference of all these f- elites in Switzerland and beyond. And they declared yesterday that the United States is the most competitive economy in the world. And the U.S. has not held the number one spot since 2008 when the aftermath of the financial crisis and bugled recover efforts led to the U.S. economy limping. So uh, any link to, oh, well, Obama must have done it. No, the fact of the matter is it, we came out of this huge slump, and so we were given credit for being able to uh, be strong enough to survive that. So how there's any way, in any way, shape, or form, that, that you're a Republican and, and you can lose this election, uh, this is on you if it's on you, because President Trump has given you an absolute silver platter. He's given you every mold you need for success. And if you can't pull this one off, then you don't deserve to be in office. I'm just saying. Every Republican who loses certainly can't blame President Trump unless they're living in an area where there are people who just who just have no idea about it whatsoever. Also in good news land, because everything seems to be turning against the people who are his biggest attractors. We finally had the folks over at the networks finally come to the conclusion that, oh, um, you know, maybe this whole thing regarding the uh, deal with, uh, with Elizabeth Warren actually isn't true after all. In fact, they made a uh, great stride in terms of reporting on this thing. When uh, all three networks yesterday, it seems, uh, at least if if my research is correct, begrudgingly admitted that uh, we think this is finally the uh, the the end for Elizabeth Warren and her whole uh, Native American story. And this is where they finally came up with the Cherokee Nation statement. And of course, they're always 24 hours late. The statement came out the afternoon of Monday. They didn't report it until yesterday, but we'll take what we can get. Here's how kind of the network coverage went there. That the Cherokee Nation criticized Warren's announcement, saying that her use of the DNA test is inappropriate and, quote, undermining tribal interests with her continued claims of tribal heritage. Now, wait for it here, folks, okay? Because you're thinking, oh, you mean the network guys? So the so the evening news that most people watch, you think they were the ones that's explored the depths of the inanity 
of Elizabeth Warren's deal? Uh, well, actually, no, it wasn't. Fianna? Yeah, a lot of people are questioning whether this revelation really did win her in any point. For, this is the reason it's controversial. When she was at Harvard Law School and when she was at the University of Pennsylvania, she represented herself as Native American. She, she contributed to a Native American cookbook called Pow Wow Chow. <laughs> Cherokee. I mean, these people are mainstream media viewers and audience members, and they're laughing at Elizabeth Warren over this thing. They're, they're laughing about this, and they're laughing about the uh, Cherokee Indian cookbook and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, 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 if it becomes that, and again, Megyn Kelly continues to impress with her uh, even-handedness after uh, the 2016 election, really, I mean, that's pretty amazing. That audience there... I don't know whether they're like the view audience, but that audience there is, you know, pretty. It seems to me that they're pretty common sense, regular people, liberal, conservative, whatever you want to call them. But they're kind of mainstream America and they're laughing at this whole King Powell, powwow chicken or whatever the hell it was that uh, Elizabeth Warren was trying to uh, pull over on on individuals. And then, of course, uh, in other bad news for people who otherwise were attacking uh, President Trump. You had a situation where President Trump ultimately turns out that he was absolutely right. And he was right because he predicted that there was going to be a uh, problem with the whole Puerto Rican uh, reco uh, hurricane recovery deal. And as you all remember, when it came time for President Trump to talk about this, he put a tweet out a little while back. Because he was getting hammered in the wake of the hurricane that went down there in Florida, Michael. He was getting hammered in retrospect for his response to the Puerto Rican hurricane. And so there were times when, during the recovery process down there, that the mayor of San Juan said that it wasn't really Hurricane Maria that was at fault for the deaths and for the damage down there. That actually was President Trump. In fact, what she did was she showed up oftentimes wearing a T-shirt that had the word nasty on it. OK, this is this is the woman who went up there oftentimes to attack the president. De, de reunirse con el presidente Trump eh, muy brevemente. ¿Qué fue lo que usted le dijo? Y, y, y quisiera que nos comentara, alcaldesa, sobre los que creen que usted está criticando al presidente from, Trump y al gobierno. What's de his face where he's saying, what did you tell President Trump? Uh, and and why are you criticizing Trump and the U.S. government for all this? So she's wearing her nasty T-shirt on. First of all, I told President Trump it's not about, uh, about lives, not about politics. This is all a political calculation on the part of the Trump administration and that they are just simply using this to aggrandize themselves with other people on the backs of Puerto Ricans, and in fact, they were doing nothing about Puerto Ricans. So what, what did President Trump do? He uh, came out earlier this year and said, you know what, these people who are accusing me of not doing enough in Puerto Rico, you know they're corrupt, don't you? You know, they, they, you know there's, there's some, uh, some hanky-panky going on with the fact that these uh, people and there's there's money missing and everything else and they're not doing the right thing. So there's some stuff going on in Puerto Rico. And if I were you, I would take some of their attacks on me with a uh, with a grain of salt, please.
because there's they've got some problems of their own. And so, in the end, lo and behold, it turns out, yesterday, guess whose offices were raided by the FBI? None other than the loudmouth mayor of San Juan, Puerto Rico. And that's all the news that's fit to print, people. Here at the beautiful Lemp Mansion. Thank you to Southern Glazers and their line of Redemption Bourbon and Rye for sponsoring the Radio Free Almond HauntedToursSTL.com Halloween Extravaganza. We're going to return to our to our story about what happened last night, and it was a crazy one, as Lacey was able to tell you. She kind of bore the brunt, the target of it. I have my theories as to why. But the rest of the crew wasn't spared either on a variety of different levels, whether it be just their own little experiences, but also then the people who were manning some of the equipment, like Tim Johnson, he and Lacey own HauntedSTLTours.com. And I take this stuff very seriously. They don't mess around with, like, things. Uh, credibility is a big thing for them. Authenticity is a big thing for them. And, frankly, they even came to the Lemp Mansion thinking, okay, well, this is going to be a Halloween special at the Lemp Mansion. Been there before. Figure out how that thing goes. And we're just going to tell some stories and do some things, and maybe something would happen, but... There was even a possibility of trying to kind of purposely draw them, some of the spirits out. But even then, there was a little bit of that, but not much. And then suddenly it did happen. It occurred. So we're going to uh, tell that story coming up. Thank you to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855-QUOTE-ME. 855-QUOTE-ME for your auto, home, and life needs. And I had Matthew do a quote for me with my um, home life and auto and I had somebody else and I was I think it was under the impression I was under some kind of contract and he's like no you're not and I'm like tore it up and went with him low premiums and low deductibles all at the same time and also thank you to my friend Eric Naputi and Naputi Wellness for all of your uh, health needs don't band-aid them with pills and all the other garbage Go ahead and do it holistically. He's got his uh, non-opioid drip pain medication. He's got clean weight loss programs for you. He's got brainwave therapy for PTSD and ADD, ADHD. And so stop with the pills. When you have Eric Deputy, you can naturally kind of help things out for you. Then that's, uh, that's the perfect way to go. So. We're still on the air. They haven't pulled me off for any REM yet. Okay, just sufficiently talking over that because, yeah, Facebook pulls us off. We play music all the time because I uh, haven't yet fucked up for the license. But we'll get there eventually. Do not worry your pretty little heads. Tim Johnson, come on in here. And uh, where's Mama Kay? Are they all still around? They think I was going to take a long, longer time than I did I did? Perfect. Oh, no, no, you got to come in? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Because I want to talk to 
Jennifer Elwin, too, because this is the important aspect of the um, of the story from last night. And keep in mind, uh, these people do this stuff all the time. All right? And, and, and as investigators with hauntedstltours.com, as investigators, they're prepared. And, and it's much like Matt and Morgan when they came in to set up the show, which we appreciate you guys, by the way. Excellent job. Cool setting and everything else. Uh, so when Matt sets up, he has to make sure everything has its power and everything else. Or And, and, and he came over earlier uh, in the day yesterday and planned things out. And Because when you're in the business of telling stories and broadcasting, the last thing you do... Is, is 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 take a poop on the stage? You know what I'm saying? Like, like like that's not your thing because if the if the feed doesn't work or if the stream doesn't work, then Radio Freeoma doesn't work. Then you guys don't get what you want. So when haunted, hauntedstltours.com when they do a piece of work, an investigation, or whatever, uh, they show up prepared because why would you not show up prepared? So. You guys had, and, and you saw some of the pictures uh, that I took of uh, Jennifer preparing some of the camera equipment. Actually, he's doing our live presentation there, um, preparing the, uh, the cameras and everything else. And so they had cameras, microphones, and then Mary had a little recorder. She recorded pretty much everything from last night just on a handheld recorder. But you guys had equipment set up everywhere, right, Tim? Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me get you... Uh, his mic needs to be on. We'll get your, your his mic up. Oh, thank you, Morgan. Wow, look at this. How'd you guys do that? Magic. Wow, Magic Morgan, the coffee. It was great. Yeah, just Tim. Tim's mic. The one at Lacey had. There I am. There you are. Hey. Okay, buddy. All right. So uh, Tim Johnson primarily is the, is the person who uh, he and he and Jennifer set up the cameras and do everything else, and then Tim is the one normally that will take all the. The, the things from the camera and we'll uh, plug them into his thing that is mm-hmm. this computer and then look over the video and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, thank this God is, he does that. Yeah, right. This is what they do. Okay. So the idea of a camera pooping out the way it pooped out last night is shocking. Correct. Correct. Yeah. It's, it, it, it sure is a perfect timing for the way everything went down with Lacey and then my my camera it was my camera that was down there running just fine and then everything happened and then it was this is going to turn off and it did it two other times as everybody else went to bed i just moved everything downstairs and i stayed there for i guess a, at least an hour i probably longer yeah i think you were down um, there a little bit over an cause, hour you know i i was just kind of envious that lacy got <laughs> ran over and I didn't, so I was like, "Well, if I'm bowled by myself, maybe right. <laughs> maybe something will attack me." I'll catch me. it on catch it so, on tape. Yeah, um, I was down there reviewing footage from the beginning of the night on my laptop, and I would hear my camera shut off, and I'd go over and you know, full battery. Uh, it, it wasn't that it ran out of space on the hard drive; it just shut off, and so that was you know three times in that course of that that what was left of the evening it did that 
Well, and then and then Jennifer, <coughs> you went over to another part of the room, and, or another part of that downstairs there, which really kind of seemed weird to me. There was a stage back there or something, yeah. but it didn't. It was so weird how things looked last night in the dark. You couldn't really tell what it was. And then you went, I think I have that on my, my tape. So I, I had a camera up there. Yes. yes. And so that particular camera earlier in the night, because we had a, a couple different personal experiences down there, we wanted to pull the card out of it. So we pulled the card out, and that's the evidence that Tim was reviewing. So I put a new card in, but the battery was dying. So I went ahead and plugged the camera into the wall. Well, with that particular camera, Tim later realized it shuts off after recording for about two to three seconds if it doesn't have enough battery life stored on it. So he had to charge it for a period of time before it would work and record anything. So that camera kept shutting off because it didn't have enough battery life. Wow. So that one was not paranormal. Yeah, right? but, but, so, but generally, though... When you guys are out someplace, uh, the conventional wisdom is that if there's just a lot of strong presence of something that is not in the present necessarily or not natural, I guess. I, spirits, I think, are natural. I don't know. That's a bigger discussion. That discussion we'll have one day over a uh, couple bottles of wine, people. <laughs> for now, uh, but generally, though, that happens, and, and there's a general – sapping of energy batteries mm -hmm. lights right. all yeah. that kind of stuff yeah yeah it um you know just at a previous investigation i had uh, set my cell phone up and we started lisa and i started a, a session just communicating with the room and i had thought that i i looked up and i noticed my my cell phone wasn't on so i just i didn't hit record so i got up review it later it show i have like a 15 second video of me setting up the shot it was recording already but something turned my phone off from that time i stepped away from it not even touching my phone to the time we started the session and right you know i of course i thought it was user error that that right. evening but right. then in review i Something and, zapped it, yeah, you know. And, and, and you guys, when you guys talk about this stuff, and in, in your industry and, and in your business and your work, though, uh, the idea is not that there's some spindly green fingers that comes out and, and turns it off. It's, it's more of an energy. Right. Yeah. 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 It, I don't – I do. I see it more as a – if there's a mist, you know, when you see like a – if there is like an apparition or a shadow figure like I've seen, I think that takes a lot. Right. I think like we were getting the cold spots, that's something pulling the energy out. Right. Dropping right. the temperature. And it's not, you know, it's not a solid figure, it's just this area. Right, right. And I'm sorry, this that planter looking like a skeleton was too much. I mean I'm it, it did look like a skeleton. <laughs> I mean it when it shined through the we were looking at this uh, Lacey was first looking outside and saw the skeleton. And it might have been because we were just a tad jumpy anyway. Just a little uh, bit. But, but yeah. still, <clears throat> it's still, you have to agree that that did look like that, even though it might not have been one. It did look like one. Yeah, right. it was just a plant outside. <laughs> but it looked like a skeleton to us. Well, and But I mean, you know, it still could have been, as far as I'm concerned. This whole building, I, I didn't, I've never really been that conscious of it until last night. It's how many mirrors are in this building? There are a lot of mirrors. So you're in the dark. You're waiting to see something. 
and then you do see something, but it's you. Yeah, <laughs> and right. that can be yeah. scarier yeah. than the a lump <laughs> member. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right, so let me see if I can find this. Um, I, 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 well, not see if I can find it. I, <coughs> I know I have a damn thing. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. What you can do is maybe you can turn off all of the... Uh, all the other mics so we can we can oh and by the way uh when michelle was here who is one of the mediums who works with uh, when i describe her as a medium right Lacey? yeah uh, one of the mediums who works with uh hauntedstltours.com uh she went around with tim and you guys are going to put that video you, you shot yeah. us video yeah so you guys are going to put that video on your facebook page oh, yeah. later or yep. whatever you're going to do and so you'll see how she's picking up on certain things in the house and uh, she she means business. I mean, she is. It, it, it's so weird because I'll tell you a story about this. We were in the room. I, I took a. I went in. I was taking pictures around the around the uh, around the the house, and I didn't take many pictures around the house. In fact, I took a picture of the outside with the redemption bottles. I took a picture of the statue. Okay, I took a picture of the ceiling of the room where they laid all the people who killed themselves and died here out. And I took a picture of the Lavender Suite sign that shows something about the suite, or tells you something about the suite. We had a picture of us, and then we had the picture of um, the fireplace in the bathroom, the lavender room, and then Michelle and Tim talking. So I took maybe seven pictures all together. So I went upstairs and was doing something, charging my phone, I came back down, and at the foot of the stairs, Michelle is talking to everybody. This is pre-tour. Michelle is talking to everybody and saying, keep an eye on the ceilings because there's something going on in the ceilings and in that ceiling in particular. And she was pointing to the one ceiling that I took a picture of that had these clouds on it and everything else. And for whatever reason, I felt like that part of the ceiling I, I don't know why. I took that picture, and she was, and then it turns out without even talking to her, and she was watching me taking pictures, uh, and I just was wandering around to put pictures I could p post on the Facebook page. I came down the stairs, and she's talking about watch the ceilings. I thought that was crazy, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that just gives you an indication of how she was uh, picking up on some things and everything else. Well, and when we went into the, the lavender room just doing our suite, me and Michelle, it's just I try to be as neutral as possible. I, I'm not a poker player, so I don't know if I'm real good at neutral. But I, I do my best to not give her anything that she can pull out of me. And she walked right in there, walked up against that front wall of the building, walked right over near the corner and said, "This I feel this pain in my stomach. I don't She's feel like, I good. I don't want to be over here. I don't want to be here. And, I mean, that's right there where one yeah. of the lumps. Right ended it so yeah. then i'm trying not to give her any confirmation or anything as well but it's it's just amazing that she can do that sort of thing yeah well so and, and, and some people have misperceived and and you guys uh also kind of could fall into this category to a certain degree because even Lacey said okay so we were going to do this halloween special at the lent mansion and okay, it's kind of like when somebody comes in from out of town and, and they want to know where the best burger is, and you just say, you know, the well, it's McDonald's, you know, because that's the be that's known as to be the, the place where you go get hamburgers. 
Uh, and so, so for some people, the Lemp Mansion seemingly is some kind of like, oh, yeah, I know. They always talk about these guys, and apparently, yeah, okay, I get it. They've killed themselves in there. And people take it for granted that it's just kind of like some get-up because they do have programs here and a dinner and tours and that kind of thing. Uh, but when you spend the night here and you start to realize, like, really what's going on and everything they say about this place, uh, to me, feels true and real and even you guys came in saying oh i'm sure we, we might pick up something but it's not going to be that big of a deal yeah. you listen to this tape of these guys talking about the aftermath <laughs> of what happened in the basement you realize that these people aren't like this isn't we're gonna see here. first of all they don't, they don't yeah. really even know i'm i'm taping because because lacy said do we cuss i'm like no you didn't cuss you're fine <laughs> um so so you didn't even really know i was taping so this is all kind of you all being real and, and me just recording with my iPhone right. uh, because none of your other equipment was really working anyway at that point. Uh, some of it might be on the mm -hmm. I, uh, on it. And so I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and, and do that. And so this is kind of the aftermath of it. It's about four minutes long. I think, uh, is it the bottom of the iPhone that plays? Okay. Oh, this is me walking down the steps again after I went upstairs to grab my firearm. I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't. That doesn't do you a lot of good against ghosts. I know. I know. Maybe a shotgun with uh, salt. Right. That's about it. Supernatural joke, guys. This is me walking down. Should I put it on speakerphone? Yeah. I'll turn it up as loud as it'll go. And I, I'll, I'll go on, yeah, on notes saying, go. oh, there we go. You're on the camera. You're on the camera. Oh, hold on. Okay. Can you, can you send me the... You'll hear it after that. That's just him walking right now. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like anything. If you can, so if you can turn their mics off and just isolate my mic. Yep. This is me going down in the basement now um, where they were this whole time, but I'm just going back down to the basement. That's Mama K. Every time you touch, every time you just talk about this, it's it's um, it gets cold. Funny you say that. Yep. I mean, what the, and the We've stairwell there—it was freezing cold. That's Tim saying you've been chasing the cold spots around. No, I didn't expect it at all. But you could feel it. You, you know, it just—it's really just kind of comes in these waves. Kind of crazy. Sure, Lacey, I'll come back there. It stopped recording again. It stopped recording again. How, tell me some of that got recorded. 
That's Jennifer who said stop recording again. So we're down in this basement where all that hell broke loose the first time, and then. Does it make sense? But yeah, maybe no, it's well, a camera. That's the only thing. And whatever's down there is still creeping around or doing whatever it's doing. That's Mary. I mean, Jen is following it, and at one point, Jen and I both would not go any further than this doorway. Why? There's like a, the, every hair Whoa. on my body was standing up. <laughs> that's that's Mary basically saying that she and Jen, and Jen, you can attest to this. She and Jen were going towards this door, and just did not want to get through there, because she, and and Mary, who was not. You know, Mary's kind of Mary. You'll be on with this a little later on with Mama K, but you're you're not necessarily like bought and sold on everything either, correct? Yeah. Legs. I mean, everything. There's something pushing back. Yeah, right there. You could not go that way. I keep looking for ducks, but I can't find them anywhere. I because I can feel these things going. Well, yeah, the the cold air. Right. Mm -hmm. And there isn't. But yeah. I was looking for. I don't have the goosebumps now like I did before. Right. I know. Yeah. We've been chasing them here yeah. and there, back and forth, and in there. You think it's and one, one spirit? One. Yeah, I think it is. Why is that? I have. Because this was his home. Lacey's come in here and kind of like saying, "This is what's going on," blah blah blah. But he wants to run the home, not her. Right. Because he pushed through the stairwell. Well, Lacey apologized to him. So hopefully by saying that, I'm sorry, I joked about the little cave entrance or exit, whatever it is, did good. And I meant it the first time, the second time. By the way, Lacey goes into buildings that are abandoned where there are homeless people who will, like, barbecue her. So she's not likely to go ahead and just simply... uh, She's not likely to, to start apologizing in the open air to something she doesn't even see. It's my screen and RP just started flickering while you're playing. Oh, really? It stopped. I've, I've got chills now. I'm being completely serious. <laughs> That's Matt. So that, that was that, that whatever happened with that screen happened right after, after Mary explained what she thought was the reason why, why Lacey was being kind of chased around or she was pushed in the hallway because uh, there, some somebody figured that Lacey was too prominent of a figure in this house. And that goes back to my original theory, but we'll get to that in a second. I've, I've streamed every week a minimum of 20 hours at least. I've never had the screen flicker like that ever. That's Matt saying he's never had the screen flicker like that ever. When, and it was precisely at the moment Mary said, when I asked her, why does she think it's just one spirit? She goes, I think it's both, you know, and, and said that. And then that's when it happened. Yeah. Crazy dudes. Oh my God, I, I, I know, but I was kind of like, mm. 
you, so the, the the work so there's the idea that they didn't he didn't appreciate or the In joke the about the cellar to hell right the portal to hell, portal right? To hell right I, yeah i yeah. did make light of that but it's not a portal to hell it used to no, be it's a joke it's not it's real. a joke no sense of humor so don't have but he did not appreciate this. Maybe that was it. I mean, well, maybe, maybe not... he. I mean, and think about it. If he is a former employee who's running through his repetitive thing, we're messing him up. So if Tamir and Jerry saw the same thing, and I'm the one that brought them here intentionally, intentionally because of their color, not gonna, right? Like Lacey's worried that she insulted something down here, which generally is not something Lacey would generally worry about. Which I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying generally you're, you know, you're tough but fair, as they say. But you wouldn't generally just start apologizing to a wall. Right? Maybe our spirit's from a different era. You don't have free blacks walking around. Is it that? Is, I mean, is it... Mama K was thinking maybe it was somebody from the, a border. The, the boy that jumped in front of Columbus's video and I, or both. Oh, you did mention or, the boy who jumped in front of the video, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He must stand in here just in case. I, it doesn't feel like it did earlier, that's for sure. No, I, I don't know where he's going. I couldn't go that doorway. Well, and so there was, and, and part of that in, in the discussion you heard there, uh, was uh, the fact that Lacey, when she first came in and did the tour, um, you know, she was she was pulling a little bit of the Marilyn Munster thing down there when she said, oh, that portal right there, they call that the portal of hell. Ha, 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 that's not really the portal of hell. I don't believe it at all. And then the boy, oh, and then they said somebody jumped in front of a camera. I don't know about that either. And then that, she was just kind of, you know, there's things she takes seriously and things she doesn't hear. And then, you know, somehow, some way, she was drawn back into the basement later and, and, and showed uh, the error of her ways, apparently. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it was, it was really kind of uh, crazy. So, all right, well, Lacey, come over here for a second. I want to ask you, I want to tell you something. You can just grab the microphone if you want and put your headphones on real quickly. And Tim, you can just stay right there. So, earlier in the, in the day... And this is where, to Mary's point, when she talked about there was, she thought, felt the, the one spirit was actually a person, like, a, like somebody who had lived here and who considered Lacey to be somewhat of an imposition or a threat or kind of maybe was uh, taking over the house or what have you and was a little overconfident maybe in the fact that there might not be some stuff going on necessarily. And so... Earlier in the day, that's him. The phone never rings here. No one ever calls. The, the call is coming from inside. <laughs> it's coming from the basement. It might. Oh, don't say that. It might somebody needs to be down there. So, uh, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. If it rings again, we'll take it off the hook. 
and then I'll make up for whatever reservation loss they might have. So anyway, people watching this now are calling. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna call the season. You know, and I'm gonna leave a message going. Whoa! <laughs> but no, uh, what what happened was is is earlier in the day, uh, in the evening, actually, it was just you know six thirty or whatever. Uh, Lacey was getting her picture taken, was modeling some clothes. You can explain what, the, what this is for. It's for a local magazine, and it is uh, Victoria, correct? One uh, of our artists that um, does a lot of steampunk art. She's also an author and a friend of ours. Okay, now what is steampunk again? So steampunk is sort of Victorian, urban Yeah, You all have seen it before. You know, it's not really Harlequinish to that degree, but if you looked at kind of some of the makeup and some of that kind of stuff, but still, it's the the, the garb is Victorian, correct? It's like the urban Victorian, yeah. I guess is the yeah. best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, but she has this beautiful vintage dress and is a stylist. She's a steampunk stylist, and she has dressed some very well-known models in that field and so she happened to have this dress that I'm a small person and I happen to fit this dress and I said okay let's do a, a quick hour we can take a few photos of it it's perfect setting we'll do one room quick in and out and um, we had made comments about oh you know you kind of look like a, a punked out lavender lady and I'm like yeah I do and I kind of feel bad about that now maybe I shouldn't have done that well, because I was thinking, and we can't show you the pictures yet, but ultimately when you guys put together a spread on this as well, and, then, and there will be also a spread in the online uh, magazine, and, and, but, but we can't really show you the pictures before they've been published. Uh, but but I, had, I had thought, once Mary said that, I, went, I thought, you know, I bet that, because you took the pictures in the lavender room, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's in the lavender room, and she's basically has this getup of someone who quite possibly could have easily lived here or been here as a guest or done something, uh, even to right down to the wig and everything else. And you kind of like that picture, even if I, and when you see the pictures, it looks like you basically own this joint. It well, looks like you have taken over the entire place with your dress, everything else. There were people on the street that saw me in the window and stopped dead in their tracks. They thought they saw a ghost in the window. And I had a little too much fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nonetheless, you know, as, as cheery as the whole thing was, my theory is that uh, that riled people up who have a certain level of, who might think they have a certain level of ownership in the place, and that it was probably unusual... I don't know how to, how many times she's done the, a picture like that, but it's probably unusual to have that display here. Normally, people come in here, and they're just people who are absorbing the history. They're, they don't look like it necessarily, except when they do the, the theater stuff. But generally, I would think that because you, you really were an exotic, almost you know, princessy presence that I'm sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe. Uh, one of the women was around here, but I don't know. You know I, how women are. I, I, I am so often reminded of the fact that what 
we do is a privilege and there's a responsibility to do this sensitively. Yeah. And for all of us to be here as early as we were, knowing we had the whole night and we had, you know, through this morning, I got really comfortable. And I think, I mean, it, I hadn't, I'm going to blame Victoria here. <laughs> I, I didn't throw her under think the bus. that. Um, but then when she said, oh, you know, you kind of look like a, a punkier version of this woman. I went with it and we had a lot of fun with it and it wasn't it was a serious photo shoot but we also had fun with it I mean there's some very appropriate it's not like it sounds dad but there were some photos of this dress and, and being in the tub up there and just really artsy and fun and I just don't know if that was entirely appropriate yeah and, and I, th I think to a certain degree on that level though uh I, that that would i mean I, I would imagine that would if i was going to adopt the sensibility of something like that i imagine that would kind of make i don't know it, it, it's you weren't intending it to be any disrespect because that's what you guys do that in fact art like that actually uh i think uh improves and and kind of fleshes out the whole uh, uh history and everything else and i think that's a really great thing i mean in my opinion and my my thought process was i'm helping this artist friend out but we're sort of paying homage to this era and there was nothing disrespectful intended um but i mean we still had a lot of fun with it and we still pretended to be people that we weren't and Again, I, I, I'm the more I think about this, I, I think I got a little too cocky. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I. All right. So now here, then here, then would be the things to look at. Now, if you if you were uh, Tim or Jennifer or and Tim specifically because he does look at some of the uh, some of the the images at this point, I would actually see if uh, Tim could ask Victoria. To, and maybe you too, Lacey, to go, th and all of you actually, to go through the pictures then. And there are what? There are probably 200 of them. There. there are a bunch. Uh, but, but go through each one mm -hmm. and see whether or not you see anything in that picture. Oh, I hope we do. I know. Oh, but I'm man. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wondering if you see something that might have ultimately caught on and, and would indicate some degree of disapproval of the. Uh, Maybe, modeling. maybe, but I certainly, I mean, whatever happened downstairs could have happened at any time in any room. Yes. And it didn't happen up there. Right. It just happened in the basement. It just happened in the basement. And there were several experiences in the basement that had nothing to do with you. Yes. So there were, there are other people staying in the house. There's a wonderful honeymooning couple that we met last night and they were wonderful and they are not ghost hunters. They're right. Again, open-minded skeptics, and yeah. they were more than gracious to let us invade their room, and they came along on a tour, but they saw, they we're going to call a it a shadow figure, yeah. they saw that in the basement, and we also had three other guests that came, um, and they also had the same type of experience. No one was as scared as me, Yeah, I, but I... It doesn't sound like it rushed at anybody else, right. so most of them just saw the figure. Wow. where this one moved towards you and passed you and it felt very threatening. So yeah. that would, yeah. that's the difference. Now the couple did immediately leave the basement and go to their room and not come back out. That's yeah. true. We have not seen them <laughs> since. <laughs> I hope they're weird. okay. Well, and, 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 and coming up, I guess, and I'm going to have Jim Talon on with me at eight o'clock to talk about some election stuff. Uh, 
And then uh, maybe I can get uh, Mama Kay and Mary in here in the next 10 minutes or so to ask them a few things. Because uh, I will say, tell you, though, uh, and we'll talk about this a little later after I talk to Jim, by the way. Uh, one of the reasons why, for instance, the Redemption label uh, that was uh, their sponsors of the Rudy Freeman and uh, HauntedSTLTours.com Halloween special is the Redemption line, the Redemption bourbon and Redemption rye is uh, actually aptly named for this particular event. I appreciate Phil over there at uh, Southern Glaciers for setting us up and sponsoring the Halloween special. But part of the thing that, that Lacey mentioned when she first saw the label was, you know, this is kind of actually uh, rings true to a certain degree because uh, that's the other thing that confuses me about why something would even want to harass any of you considering that the work you're doing here uh, is actually leading to more authenticity regarding the Lemp family uh, a certain level of redemption regarding the Lemp family because this is not just about oh those crazy Lemps uh, there's a lot more to the whole story and, and you said the redemption aspect that this was important how, how, did, how, did, you, uh, how did you mean that? Well there's Again, urban legends, no matter where they come from, tend to, to grow legs over time. And this house certainly has a few that have just gone completely overboard. And it was a goal to shed some truth, shed some light on the, the shred of right. what happened, but that grew into these crazy stories. Yeah. And I wanted to, I guess, bring some not that the family's not respectable already, but just let's let's bring it back to reality a little yeah. bit. These are people. These yeah. are people that lived in St. Louis. They were a very important part of who we are. And I'm from here. I love St. Louis. And I, I just don't like it when people tell our stories incorrectly. I get yeah. a little possessive of that. Well, and thing. again, you linked it to, to, to history, too, because you said, you pointed out that, you know, the Lemp family, it wasn't just they were just a bunch of, weirdos, although there was some peculiarities about some of them uh, that we'll talk about a little bit, including one of the rooms that has a washing basin in it on purpose because the person was kind of a germaphobe, but uh, uh, we, and, and dressed in women's clothing apparently at times, but anyway, they weren't, is it the different person? Different, okay. got, got anyway. that a little turnaround. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that <laughs> We'll at talk some about point. that. <laughs> right, but, but the bottom line though is that the Lemp family was a complicated family, but they also, on a practical level, went through a huge... Uh, blow up of their company because you had pointed out yesterday in in discussing the history of the brewers in general here is that uh, there were some people who could who managed to be able to kind of uh, survive after prohibition kick uh, was repealed. Mm -hmm. So during prohibition, there were people who had to take on other other uh, breweries had to figure out something else to do. Correct? Right. Absolutely. Anheuser Busch. Right across the way they use their beer wagons for other things they made ice cream they they stuck with business they didn't just sit back and try to wait it out and unfortunately for better or for worse William Lemp Jr. was not the best business person to see the uh, the empire through prohibition and after and it was right. really the the Falstaff recipe that he sold to Papa Joe Greasy Deck and, and it was Anheuser-Busch and it was the Greasy Decks that were the ones who were ready to go as soon as prohibition was repealed. Right. They were both extremely successful for a very long time. 
So they, they just didn't have the wherewithal once they were able to come back. They didn't have the tools to make the comeback. They basically just folded almost. There were a number of contributing factors, I think. Um, there was a very contentious divorce that had taken place. There was, you know, maybe it's a history of depression. I, I don't know, but this family had been through a lot at that point. And sometimes it is the third generation of a very successful family that seems to struggle more than other generations. And I don't think William Jr. was any different, but he was a partier. He right. was a playboy. He was busy with the social life instead of the strategic planning to get pulled through. And right. It wasn't a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of the uh, brewery wasn't like up to date or maintenance um, well? It, it was. Um, that was the, the Falstaff company that had so many breweries that they are the ones who really didn't keep up with modernization right. and eventually folded. Yeah, because William Sr. was very innovative. He, he was he, he he was on top of things, but it seems like Billy kind of let things slide when he got into that position, right. and things did not advance the way they had been when Senior was in charge of the business. Well, and and these guys were in, in, in this situation in terms of uh, what they were trying to do. I mean, it still was very competitive, and and one of the things here's another reason why uh, you shouldn't just simply say, well, we're not going to go to the Lent Mansion because that's too cliche because we know what will happen we know what it, no, that you don't that you don't know what will happen <laughs> but also that's one of the great things and what I, what I really love about your company and, I, and what you guys do which is hauntedstltours.com and that is that you guys add a certain level of respectability and authenticity to to what you're dealing with and so to me what this conversation leads to is not only a story about the lamps and about the failures and about this and about that but it gives you a new appreciation of the family and what they've done. And then you know what happens is you say, wow, you know what? I'm looking out at that damn brewery. It's completely empty. I'm looking at other cities that have, have built their uh, all their entertainment districts, everything else around these historic areas, kept all the buildings intact but kind of built within them and everything else. And so operations like you guys are more than just, you know, uh, you know, finding things and doing things like that and feeling chills or doing whatever, but it's about also uh, gives people kind of a new appreciation for the city and then inspires you to do to do more. I mean, when you took me down to Carondelet after that day, I was like, first of all, I never knew it existed uh, in, in any real shape or form. I never knew there were houses from 1600 or 1700 down there, and I wouldn't know it because the, it remains another city area that's been underdeveloped mm -hmm. we're we're <laughs> there's so many things that st louis was first in we have so many amazing things betty grable for example betty grable <laughs> nobody talks about betty grable working on the cleeds landing prior to becoming this famous hollywood pinup betty grable built those million dollar legs here in st louis working at her grandparents produce market right that should be point of pride for us absolutely it's Betty Grable. I, That's really I had cool. no idea and we were what the fourth largest city in america yeah. through maybe the 1890s so we did a lot of great things we were first in booze and shoes and two of my favorite things yeah. <laughs> i we we did a lot of good things here and just because um we had some economic decline because right. of a railroad deal doesn't negate 
some of the really amazing accomplishments right. and, and innovations that we were first. We are, the first skyscraper is arguably in St. Louis, the Wainwright building. Yeah. Sorry, Chicago, you don't get that. <laughs> but it's, that's, yeah. I mean, so many great things here. And sometimes you have to go to areas that are a little uncomfortable. They're yeah. a little run down because mm -hmm. that's, we're an old city. I mean... Well, and, 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 and so in the end, though, you would think that, that, that ultimately, and, and, and there's this certain level all around St. Louis of these missed opportunities where really it seemed that the, once the gateway to the Midwest, that life actually, economically at least, kind of passed St. Louis by for a variety of reasons. It, it started with the Transcontinental Railroad deal. And what's another interesting thing, not to jump ahead and plug our tour on Halloween yeah, night, but right. at the old courthouse downtown, there are actually four large paintings in the rotunda, and one of them uh, was a premature celebration of that transcontinental railroad deal happening here. Oh, wow. And it didn't. It went to Chicago. So it, we were banking on that, literally and figuratively, and it didn't work out in our favor, and that was really the beginning of us sort of losing our statuses yeah all right so uh the question some people have is then um are there any lamps still around huh. so the answer to that is yes um <laughs> yes okay because you were telling me too because one of the because a lot of things especially regarding these families and about bell fountain and everything else uh, that you all have to be care care careful about is it is a place that people go. It's, it remains, though, a resting place, right. uh, a cemetery. And so there are a lot of also some families that um, give access to some people like you or whatever to the some of the vault, you know, those kinds of things and, and allow you to do it because you're not running around with your, you know, weird ray guns and things like that. But they, but but a lot of these families kind of remain kind of secretive, right? They don't really want to make a big deal out of any of this. So we had several prominent families in St. Louis that were large families and did very well, and there are many descendants of many of those people, and the, the Lumps are not um, excluded from that group. They deserve to live how they want to live, and if they don't want any publicity and they would rather not be known for suicides um, and all of the, the negative things, I guess I can understand that. Um, I am not one, even if given the opportunity, and I have, I don't want to go and invade somebody's mausoleum. I don't want to do that. I, it, you're supposed to be resting. Um, mm -hmm. I think sort of like zoos, some people have you know mixed opinions on zoos, animals in captivity, mm -hmm. and some right. people think if you don't have that and you don't have any exposure to that situation you may not have as much of an appreciation True. um i don't know if i guess personally i i just think we're all going to die and i've said this a million times and this is sort of my <laughs> philosophy on this is when i die i don't want a bunch of people waiting angrily for me on the other side that have a bone to pick with me about how i represented their life right i would rather err on the side of True, like I'm not gossiping about them, I guess, yeah. and just trying to find the grains of truth in even the the experts who have written books don't agree on many things, and I have so many sources for Lemp history and, yeah, and all right. this 
information and, and a lot of it doesn't match up. So you have to deduce the most logical sort of like ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. What's the logical explanation for X, Y, or Z? And you don't automatically jump to because someone was crazy or a, lo- a lunatic or, you know. Right, right. You just don't go there. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that very respect idea and that idea that you really don't want somebody mad at you when you go to the other side <laughs> is the whole reason why we apologize yeah. sometimes right. to nothing because yeah. if we did make something angry, we might as well just go ahead and apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, I total, totally agree. You guys are great folks, and it was a fun time uh, spending the night here, but it's not over yet as uh, the Redemption Bourbon and Redemption Rye Halloween special continues. Thank you to Phil from Southern Glaciers for all of the help in sponsoring this event as well. And thank you to you folks who uh, did a great job. We've had a ton of fun. We slept for maybe 45 minutes total. Some of us did. I don't think you even slept that long, Tim. Uh, But it was really an energizing, engaging, fascinating night. And I would encourage you guys, if you want more of a taste of this, to go to uh, hauntedstltours.com. And uh, there's more where this comes from uh, with these guys. So we're going to check in with uh, Jim Talon to get caught up in some of the uh, national affairs and a couple of the elections. Then Mama Kay, the world-famous Mama Kay, and Mary are going to join us and the rest of the gang as we kind of wrap things up and talk a little bit also just about whether or not after you guys have been able to convene after this, what we've done so far with the show, as to what you've been able to kind of piece together as to what you really think happened last night. And maybe my theory about the photography session is is not true. Maybe there's something else you're finding. Maybe you guys already have found it. But we'll have you back in uh, just a few minutes. But I'm going to give uh, give Jim Tallon a call right now. And you guys can, uh, you're free to walk about the cabin of this amazing awesome. spaceship that we have here. Don't at the- leave me alone. Let <laughs> Mansion. Love these guys. Let me just get uh, Jim's number and Skype him. All right, I got it now. Meanwhile, please enjoy a little band of horses as we head out. I'm obsessed with the band of horses. They're never around when you need them. Hello? Hello, Jim Talent for crying out loud. How you doing, buddy? I'm fine. And I wonder where that phrase came from. For crying out loud. I have no idea. My mother used to use it all the time, and I'm sure there's some uh, some origin to it that is uh, more fascinating. But you know what? Nothing is more fascinating than the place from where I am talking to you, uh, yeah. at least in this context, at least. Uh, you'll never guess where I am speaking to you. I'm speaking to you from none other than the bar of the Lemp Mansion in St. Louis after we stayed here the entire night my friend hey yes that's great and we survived (laughs) 
Well, I'm not surprised. You're a survivor. Yeah, right. But you well laugh. Done. You laugh. But but you you then that must you're you're assuming that uh, perhaps there's nothing to this haunting. But I will tell you, my friend, uh, there are some really weird things that happened last night. And I don't know whether you're kind of like, uh, I don't, you're, you don't seem like a guy who's really might be into that. But I guarantee you, I could I could have you. Uh, Spend the night here and uh, and show you what the why and wherefore of about, is about the Listen, haunting here. As uh, as Hamlet said, there are more things in heaven and earth than I dreamt of in your philosophy, Horatio. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I love uh, it. No, I believe that. I, you know, I don't. All I right. don't think the natural world is all there is. I think there's a a greater reality, a more transcendent reality. Well, you know, now that you mentioned that, and I think that's fascinating that you say that, uh, because I, I, my feeling is that, like, I believe in angels. So if I believe in angels, uh, then certainly it stands to reason I would believe in demons to a certain degree. And certainly I believe uh, then could, could possibly then believe in ghosts or spirits. Uh, so... Uh, and I realize it's like, no, 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 you only have one spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. You're blasphemous if you do that. And I don't know about that, but all I'm saying is that the, uh, there are certain levels in the natural world uh, that I think do transcend human beings and, and our physiological uh, beings, and uh, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. And that is traditional Christian biblical teaching. It's very clear. That, uh, yes, in the, within the angelic world, uh, there are good angels and bad angels. That's correct, Jamie. You know, one of the things I like about our interviews is I'm never quite sure beforehand what we're going to get into. <laughs> and so that excuses me That excuses <laughs> me from having to prepare because, you know, I can read all about uh, Elizabeth Warren's uh, latest issue and then right. we end up talking about the angelic world. Well, you know, because in the so, end, too, and we will get to some of those nuts and bolts things, but... In the end, one thing uh, people, you realize in radio and, and the intimate medium that it is, you realize that uh, people like things that they can relate to and talk about. Like, for instance, they depend on us to size up the midterm elections, which we, we will do. But what we're talking about now is something everybody who's listening can address right now. Now, everybody can relate to whatever it is we're talking to, even if they don't really agree with us, they can relate to just the pondering uh, of, of these yes. kinds of things. And people love that kind of yes. stuff. You know. Oh, well, that's true, Jamie. And, and, you know, we can move pretty quickly and maybe sometime we should have an interview when we do to the really big issues. You know, when I started reading the Bible in uh, the 1980s, I was not raised in any faith. One of the things that leapt out at me was that it said I was going to live forever. And so are you, and so are all your listeners. And just to entertain that thought, much less to accept it, changes one's perspective on everything. Just And quite logically, right? Because if you're going to live forever, then the time you're going to be alive after this life just dwarfs what happens here. And so then you start thinking, well, gee, what, what's important here is what affects for good or ill what happens afterwards, right? And that it, it's, it's a total perspective change. 
And it's these are things we don't talk about enough in our society because we're all so busy and we're caught up with the day-to-day things. It's good to step back and talk about it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and plus, especially when you consider uh, the the angel factor. I mean, uh, you know, I just am, I'm I'm so completely comfortable with that idea of these things that are outside of of the physical, the blood and and skin additions, you know. Uh, that you really think about. As, I mean, as long as they don't drink my redemption bourbon, I, I don't mind them hanging around. They're fine. I think they're they're good. Well, you know. and um, and how is your redemption bourbon? Actually, I mean, it's very it, good. Uh, are you a, are you a bourbon drinker or whiskey drinker? I I am. I like a good tipple, and you have named the kind I like. I, I I've drunk bourbon whiskey since I was a young man, although I don't tangle with it as often as I used to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just you know. Too many birthdays, <laughs> but that's uh, good. Good bourbon is good sipping whiskey. Yeah, I've always I been. I define good bourbon pretty broadly. It doesn't have to be that good. So. Right, that's true. I've I've always been more of a gin guy or a white liquor guy, but lately I got turned on to some of the uh, whiskeys, and I really do like them. It's just throw a cube in there and two fingers, and I'm good. I, I like it. So yeah, uh, this Redemption line is great. These are from the guys over at Southern uh, Grazers. Uh, Glazers uh, Wine and Spirits, Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits, and they turned me on to the Redemption line, uh, which is actually distilled in Indiana, but it's got a it's a pre-prohibition recipe. So, oh wow! Yeah, those old recipes are very good. Good for you. Good yeah, for them. we figured that it would be uh, a perfect spot for kind of uh, an old brewer's house to to introduce uh, Redemption bourbon and redemption rye whiskey all right so and thank you guys and thank you phil over there at southern grazers for uh, your help uh in uh, in helping us out because this company's been around a long time they're all over the all over the country and they're uh they're good guys at uh, southern glazers so let me ask you something about the midterms here jim it's just interesting the president apparently was uh the big headline is oh the president says don't blame me if i if if Democrats lose the House and I'm thinking or, or Democrats take over the House and I'm thinking, you know what? Actually, he's right. So because we have a couple of examples here, the uh, the J.B. Hunt Trucking Company has announced that they're going to see 20 percent increase in wages uh, by 2019. Same goes for U.S. Steel, which had similar announcements to make. Uh, about wage increases at U.S. Steel uh, and the burgeoning industry thanks to this Trump economy. Then you had this crowning achievement uh, among a bunch of Europeans who we thought, of course, didn't like us and wouldn't give us any quarter. You have the World Economic Forum uh, right there in Davos, Switzerland, saying that the United States is the most competitive economy in the world. So my announcement this morning was if you're a Republican— and you lose in this midterm, there's got to be there's got to be something wrong with you. I'm talking about like an incumbent Republican, uh, where where there there are known Republican voters in your district. I I think that would be shocking if you if you lost a race as a Republican in this economy. Yeah, well, two ob- well actually um, a, a three observations real quickly. One is that this cycle is more fluid later. Than any I can remember. Um, I am, I'm not really making anything like firm predictions because I just think it's it's very fluid, which which uh, suggests 
um, the second point that we are we are undergoing. I, I don't think a thorough realignment necessarily, but a partial realignment when when voters are moving a little bit away from traditional uh, loyalties, at least in, in pockets of the country. And uh, the president has been responsible, I think, for that. And I think it's it's the reason he was able to win. When you have a realignment, you gain some voters, you lose some other voters, which means that uh, there are places where you might have been strong where you were not strong. So in that sense, yeah, I think that that the trouble some House members are having in some suburban districts is because of the president. You know, when I put quotes here. I just I raised many but quotes around the word because uh, because he is, I think, engineering a kind of realignment that doesn't mean that in the long term the issues he cares about and that many of us you know also believe in are going to be worse off does that make any sense to you yeah no absolutely point two right and point three is that and nobody looks at this sort of thing but it's very important so there's a dozen seats or so that are vulnerable for the republicans either because of redistricting that occurred in some states like pennsylvania i was just talking to a friend of mine from pennsylvania the other day or because there's an unusual number of in Republican incumbent retirements, okay? So I also think that the number the Republicans are at is a little bit high, given their organic support in the country, and that's because of the 2016 election. So I think the Republicans, even uh, in a best-case scenario, were headed to losing 10 or 12 seats. And they only need to lose, like, double that to lose the majority. So... Um, you know, I, I've never thought that um, if the Democrats narrowly gain a majority, that that's a sign of a rejection of what's been happening the last couple of years. Um, on the other, and I'll just repeat what I said first: it's very fluid. I, I wouldn't like to predict. I think the the, uh, the Republicans' chances—I was going to say my party because it is my party's chances—have have increased substantially in the last month or so because of the what happened to Brett Kavanaugh. Right. And, and we'll see. So um, we just, uh, Jamie, I'd love to tell you right now, uh, things we're only going to know three weeks from now, but I really can't because we're going to have to wait to see what the voters do. One of the magnificent things about our system that few people comment on is I really do think the voters believe at bottom that they're the boss, and I think they are. And if, if they want to change and they register that at the ballot box, they get it. Yeah. It's delayed sometimes. It, it isn't, it doesn't always come in the form that, that everybody wants, but it comes because um, I know this from personal experience. There's a wonderful focus of your thinking when you're in office, when you're worried about losing your seat. Right. I mean, look at Joe Manchin's vote on Brett Kavanaugh. And I think Senator Heitkamp voted the way she did because she thought she was going to lose anyway. Right. I think if she thought she – no, that's entire speculation, but I think if she thought that that vote would have made a difference, she'd have voted for Kavanaugh. Mm, wow. Now, let me ask you this, though, then, okay? Quickly going back to Pennsylvania, because I want to I want to also move on to uh, a district here that's supposedly going to be a competitive one that I don't really buy that line. But uh, when you said Pennsylvania was – By the way, let me just jump, jump in for a second. Uh, you're absolutely right about the economy. And it's uh, it, it's it started getting better almost the day after – Trump was elected. I mean, it's really eerie. 
I mean, you, the, 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 there was who was it? Um, Kevin Hassett, the chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, did a wonderful press conference a few weeks ago, and he just showed the graphs and how all the numbers started going up, like right after the election. It was just unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I interrupted the host. No, 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 no. I mean, no, you're, no, you're you're exactly right. I mean, it, it, I just those three things I grabbed regarding Davos, regarding the truckers and uh, the JB Hunt guys, and regarding the U.S. Steel. Those are three stories this morning. Okay, I'm, I didn't. Those aren't just like over the past month. I'm I'm grabbing three stories from headlines this morning. So I'm not, you know. So this is this is an everyday occurrence now that we get some good news regarding. Oh the yeah, economy. it's undeniable. I mean, even the left isn't denying it. They're just somehow <laughs> trying to give uh, President Obama the credit. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, and that that's easily debunked. Now, okay. So when you mention Pennsylvania, this redistricting didn't happen right after the 2016 election, did it, or did it? I believe so. Oh, wow. Um, you know, my friend and I didn't – I asked him how things were going in Pennsylvania. He mentioned the redistricting. Uh, it was amid the, – the Democrats have been focusing on redistricting um, to, to you know, try and improve their chances in several states. It's the cut and thrust of politics. Uh, they're doing it with Amendment 1 here, which you know I am I'm the chairman of the organization that's fighting. They're trying to change state legislative redistricting in yes. Missouri in order to get more seats. Uh, so this is kind of a, a national movement on their part. And I, you know, I always, I don't like it when, when people have, who have, you know, when individuals who have more money, they know what to do with, think they can game the system to change the right. outcome. Right. Uh, it almost it usually fails to change the outcome the way they want, but it just screws everything up. So clean Missouri uh, so, is a definite no for you, right? Yo, yeah. Beyond question, we could do the whole interview on that. I know because it, it junks. It's a massive constitutional change in the guise of an ethics amendment, which is wrong. Number one, uh, and number two, it junks the existing redistricting system, which has worked rather well. To require and people don't believe me when I well they do, but I mean it's hard for them to get this because it just it seems so ridiculous to require that the districts be gerrymandered. To achieve a partisan result. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, that's why I call it the gerrymandering amendment. I right. mean, gerrymandering is a bug in, in every redistricting system. This would make it the feature, and it would concentrate all power in the hands of one individual to draw the maps, which no, I mean, it's a recipe for abuse and corruption. Well, then maybe um, you can tell me why Republicans would support such a matter. I, I just, I, it, it stand, doesn't stand to reason that Republicans would bother with something like that. Well, there are a few. Some and, of them, yeah. You know, you have to ask them. I think a lot of it is because they're, about a third of it uh, deals with some anti-lobbying measures or lobbyist measures and some campaign yeah. finance measures, which are fine with me. Sure. I, you know, I don't – I always voted for that kind of reform when I was in office, and they didn't focus. And, you know, it's understandable because this thing was circulated and uh, presented until we exposed it as basically – that's why they call it clean Missouri, because they say it's about ethics. Well, it's not. It's about, you know, 70 percent of it's about redistricting. Uh, you know, Democrats are coming out against this. Uh, Congressman Clay announced yesterday he was against Good, it. Good, yeah. Because, yeah, because one of its effects would it was just a dagger at the heart of minority representation. Because what it will mean is districts will be drawn from like, like Senate districts will be drawn from like 
North County, North City out to mid-Missouri in order to get the result that they want. And so you're going to see the number of African-American representatives go way down. And, and the congressman realizes that it's, you know, it, it divests his community of a lot of the representatives that they want. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad thing. And I I don't uh, it's like a lot of the things that, that when people try and gain the system in this way, it usually comes back and bites them in the rear end, like when they got rid of the filibuster for nominations. Right. right. And we, now they're screaming because they can't filibuster nominations. Well, stranger things have happened. So I'm at, I'm really worried about this thing because it, especially they came up with this Orwellian uh name for it, which is clean Missouri, which is just uh, really, uh, I think, misrepresentative of what they're doing. All right. So then on to Illinois 12, which is cited by McClatchy as one of like seven different battleground districts uh, in this election uh, in this midterm election. And it doesn't stand a reason, though, for me. This is a southern Illinois district. Uh, Mike Bost is the current Republican representative. This is a they have a they have a refinery there. They have a steel mill there. They probably have some coal industries there some way, shape or form in that area. Uh, and, and it just doesn't make any sense that individuals who are living in that particular area would go to a polling place and turn out a Republican who supports the president's economic policies and install a Democrat who doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, that's not the kind of district that I would have said is high risk. Now, if you're trying to take over a legislative body, you, you know, you cast the net sometimes pretty wide and, uh, you know, and because you're not going to win every district you're trying to win. Yeah, that may be why they're doing it. Uh, I'm not as concerned about that as I am about districts with heavy suburban components in places like California, I think. The blue states, the Republicans in the blue states with a lot of suburban areas, the, the populous blue states are the ones who are probably the most concerned. So we'll see what happens. As I said, the Kavanaugh thing had the effect of uniting and energizing uh, the Republican coalition, which would argue or, or, or you know would foreshadow well for districts like that, Jamie. Right. But we're still right. two weeks out. And as I said, things are things change faster now than they used to. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I am not, I'm not discouraged um, as a Republican. I'm really not. I, uh, I typically in a midterm election, if the president is unpopular and there's some set of issues that are motivating people, you get big losses. I mean, that's the typical thing. I, right now I'd say that's not going to happen. So probably what the president's people ought to do is just be prepared if there's a narrow Democratic takeover in the House, uh, you know, to define that as a pretty neutral result, which it really would be when you look at, at past elections. I mean, yeah. look at 2014, 2010, 2006. I remember that one well because I was on the ballot. Um, you have to go back, I think, to like 2002 to find a midterm where the party that controlled the White House did not do very badly. Yeah. All right. Well, let me ask you a quick question then before we go, because uh, I frankly have to admit I've been preparing for some things. I was in New York for four days. I just came back on Sunday. 
And then had a few things I had to do for Radio Free Allman. And so I've been plugged in. Then we prepared this show here. But I have to admit, I'm having a hard time following the Saudi Arabia uh, journalist story. I, I don't know yeah. what's. I don't know what this means. So can you tell me what this is all about? Frankly, sure, sure. There's a there's a couple of issues here. First of all, I think people rush too quickly to assume uh, or to believe that this was the Saudi government behind this. Uh, we may find out that it is. That doesn't necessarily mean that it was the current king, because there are circles within circles within the Saudi government. So we don't really know what happened yet. Okay, that's number one. Number two, there's a broader strategic reality here that Americans need to keep in mind, Jamie. Um, And I was just talking about this with somebody yesterday who asked me the same question. Okay, so we protect our interests and our security in the Middle East through a security arrangement where we partner with a series of countries in that region whose interests are similar to ours, at least a lot of the time. So that's Egypt, Jordan, Israel, uh, it's Bahrain, Abu Dhabi, and it is increasingly Saudi Arabia. Uh, Now, this is the Middle East. So unlike in other places in the world, our partners are not mostly democracies, and some of them are oppressive, at least some of the time. Yes. What else is new? So this really comes – yeah, exactly. This comes down to the question is what is American foreign policy supposed to be about? Now, I have always believed that it is about, in the first instance, the protection of the security of the American people and the interests of the American people. Right on. Uh, James John Quincy Adams said America or the United States is the is the uh, friend of liberty everywhere, but the custodian only of its own. Okay, so like that where. Yeah. And where we have to do so in order to protect the safety and interests of the American people, we work with governments whose domestic policies we may disapprove of. And so that's why I said the Saudis are very important right now to us because they are cooperating in, a number, in, in the efforts to constrain Iran, to, by and large, to constrain radical Islamic terrorism and to support an acceptable solution to the Israeli-Palestinian issue. So for these reasons, I think the Trump administration has been correct to work with them. And that means when you have instances like this, even if they are responsible, you have to walk a line. Okay. If you want to protect the American people. Um, and I tell my friends who, and I, I have a lot of them and I'm a big believer in the importance of, of, of America standing for human rights. One of the things I tell them is that the, the, the most broadly speaking, the fate of human rights in the world depends on the security uh, and vigor and strength of the United States. Okay, if we don't protect ourselves, and if we're not strong at home and abroad, you can forget about human rights around the world. And that's just a practical observation. So at the end of the day, these two interests unite. And um, I'm not saying, and, and the, you know, the president and Pompeo have expressed uh, a condemnation of this, and they should. We're not going to lie for anybody, even for our partners, Right. But at the same time, the situation is complicated, and every president has has done this and 
had to do this at one time or another. So I, I say, give them some time to work out the right response to this. I have a lot of faith. I think Pompeo is on this. Um, and, and then and let's find out what really happened, too. Well, right? and I, I, sure as, I sure as heck don't expect the Democrats or the media uh, to or or even even some of the never Trumper people to adequately tell me the story and what this means because much like it was with Russia where you know the left and the Democrats suddenly discovered that Russia was some kind of menace and now and when they've been dealing with them all the time and Obama one time accused Romney of uh, fearing Russia too much and and then. Uh, and now you have Saudi Arabia, which are basically just trying to plug in to the space where Russia left off. And they're like, look at the president rubbing shoulders with these evil royals in Saudi Arabia. It's like, are you kidding me? We've been rubbing shoulders with these guys for three decades now, Wahhabists included. And so uh, you're not you're not fooling anybody. We this is part of our foreign policy situation. And we owe uh, these people uh, some degree of. Uh, Innocence before being proven guilty. I, I just I don't think that's such an odd thing. Yeah, we, 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 what we have to do is keep in mind the broader strategic context. Now, you're absolutely right what you said about the Obama administration. In 2009, they engineered this reset with the Russians, was what they called it, where they were going to they were going to make Russia into a good partner, and they were not talking about Vladimir Putin's oppressive policies at home. Well, they were wrong in that, but they were not wrong because they, um, in, in the pursuit of that policy, they muted uh, what they said about his oppressive policies. They were wrong because they were naive about Putin. Right. Okay? In other words, it right. did not result in greater security for the people of the United States. Now, generally, I just want to say this. This is really true. I mean, the vast majority of our of our certainly our allies, our treaty allies, and uh, and also of our partners, the, the countries we work with, are democracies. It's also true that in most cases where we work with a, a, a government that isn't, if that government were to go, what would replace it would be worse. And that I do believe about the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I mean, if 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 the, if the current um, government goes, it's not going to get better. Right. Remember the Shah and Iran? Oh yeah, no. Okay. Now, yeah. I mean, for the people, of, yeah, the people. <laughs> of, and for the people of Saudi Arabia, it's not going to get better. No. So this is a this really is a complicated situation. I mean, I like to we all like to, to simplify things when we can. But some things you, you can't simplify and get right. And this is one of them. And that's what I see the administration trying to do. And I think they're right to try to do that. Now, we'll see how they manage it. And they're going to be accountable, as every administration is, for how well they manage the whole Middle East. I think it's promising what's happening there. Trump has – see, Obama, Jamie, and I, if you need to go, let me know. But Obama jettisoned that security arrangement, which goes back 40 years. So, so he, he turned his back on our traditional allies, Egypt, Israel, the Gulf states, okay? And he tried to construct a security arrangement in, in the Middle East around an outreach to Iran, Okay which was crazy. Right. I mean, it was never, ever going to work. And Trump has is what he's doing is reconstructing policies followed by presidents ever since the Camp David Accords. Now, whether he'll be able to get it done, I mean, there's progress. The Middle East is very hard, Jamie. I mean, it's really hard. And whether he's going to be able to do it, I don't know. But he's on the right path. 
And I think we we owe any president who's who's following a plausible strategy at least an opportunity to see whether he can get it done. Yeah, no doubt about it. I just think I just think this this is borderline. Just you know, uh, we, they 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 always prove themselves. Some of these observers prove themselves to be uh, untrustworthy in the in the uh, in the realm of uh, judging the president's actions because they always do it through a lens that somehow he must absolutely be wrong. So Jim Talent. Uh, right. They start from that assumption that he has exactly. to be wrong. They assume the conclusion. You're right. Right on. Well, thanks a lot. I, I, you know, listen, I always enjoy the discussion. I'm, I'm blessed and really privileged to have, you know, as much time as I usually do during the week for you because I learn a ton and the audience loves it. So I appreciate you spending as much time as you do, my friend. Well, and I'm going to. I'm going to pick up a bottle of uh, Redemption bourbon. Where do I get it? Uh, you can get it at Randall's. And okay. here's the deal. If you go to Schnucks or your usual place and they don't have it, then you tell them they better get it. That's what I, that's the way we do that. Is, is we go into uh, we go into these stores that don't have the redemption and we tell them they got to they got to they got to get them some so we can get it. And that works that way. But it's yeah, that, ma- that really matters to these grocers. When oh, people yeah. Say something like that. It matters. Yeah. Heck, yeah. So uh, ask for it by name. And if they don't have it, tell them to get some. So. All right, buddy. <laughs> Okay, man. I could, I could give them, and if they have a problem with that, I give, I have a number for a guy at Southern Glaciers who was going to be able to set him up with it. So let me know. Okay, man. Okay, buddy. See you. That is uh, Jim Talent, everybody. So when we come back, we're going to wrap up the uh, the Radio Free Almond special here from the beautiful Lent Mansion. And uh, why is it my music playing? Oh, here I know why. Here, let me start it over again. I love this song. Actually, you know, Florence Florence is a little bit of that uh, steam fitter Victorian. What is it called again? Steam punk. Yeah, she's a little steampunk. Yeah, I love her. You like Florence and the Machine? Here. Come on in, people. I can see no. We're gonna sing like we do, like a band would. We look like we're a band, right? Come out to play. Put your headphones on, people. We're gonna get in a ride here, Mama Kane and Mary. Mary Nippin, right? Hang on. You like Florence and the Machine? You don't like him? Put that microphone in thing. You gotta talk to him, that thing. My jury's out. I know they're not Def Leppard, Mama K, but... <laughs> I don't do Def Leppard. Oh, you don't. Bon Jovi? Divine Sorrow. Oh, Divine Sorrow. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot all about that. I'm sorry, Mary. I got your last name wrong. It's Mary Rhodes. Oh, okay. Mary Rhodes. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll, we'll take you in. She was a K before she was an R. Okay. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. I gotcha. All right. So, you guys should know Mama K, of course, from Radio Free Almond. She's... Part of the intelligentsia of uh, the Radio Free Almond crowd, right? And Mama K, we've been friends for a long time. How long have we been friends? Too long. 
<laughs> too long? <laughs> no, you said 17 years, and that's about right. I started thinking about it. And I think I finally officially met you at Caldi's. That's right. It was a long, long time ago. Yep. We brought some Cub Scouts down there. To That's look right. Look at coffee getting cooked. That was fun. That was fun. So uh, Mama K is the one who eventually turned me on to hauntedstltours.com and Lacey Reinhardt and Tim Johnson and Jennifer Elwin and the entire rest of the crew out there and, of course, Mary and then met a lot of other great people through the organization. And we all met a while back, a couple of weeks ago, uh, about a separate special project. So I was able to meet a few of the mediums and met medium Michelle, who was here uh, in the, at the Lent Mansion earlier in the evening, last evening. And then just to backtrack, we had a really, and they had more of it, a really crazy experience here at the Lent Mansion. So just when you think the Lent Mansion is just like, oh, yeah, I heard about it, been there, done with that, got the T-shirt. And, and, and let's face it, we came here thinking, oh, this will be interesting. We'll tell the story of the lamps and, you know, we'll, tell, we'll debunk the, uh, the monkey boy story and do all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly, last night out of the blue, chaos erupts down in the basement here. And it was indeed chaotic and pretty crazy. And you, we, you heard the tape that I had with the iPhone uh, that uh, featured Mama Kay and Mary talking about, uh, and Jennifer too, talking about this inability to get through this doorway. So, uh, Mama Kay, what exactly was it at first that you, because you also had a something brush your leg, like a cat or something, right? Well, I didn't have the brush my leg. I had the, I had an earpiece in that I used to amplify sound uh-huh. that Mary got me because hunters use it. So we're like, oh, well, let's try that. So it was kind of cool. So I was in that back room with the stage with Mary, and I heard a cat meow. And I was like, okay, well, what was that all about? Maybe there's a cat outside. We couldn't, couldn't debunk it, but right. we couldn't prove it. Right. So. Well, in one of the tours uh, last night when Lacey was talking about this place, there was a, a, a certain level of the, the, in the past where people have been at the limp, uh, they have seen or had brushes with animals. Here, in this room. Yes, even in this room, mm-hmm. right? Well, I- I'm talking about even before that. And then then some of the other guests that came last night who were here just for a short period of time, they experienced the same exact thing. Uh, right. Where, where they, they, there was some guy, they were sitting here, it was Dar- Darren, Darren? Yeah, well, anyway, he felt, he, he I know, we're all like 15 <laughs> minutes of sleep, okay. <laughs> Uh, but he had, but he felt like there was a cat running, r- brushing by his right. leg. But it would make sense if it was a dog. Yes. Because Charles had his Doberman, and he had another dog. Yeah, oh, he cats, had cats too. too. Yeah. Wow. All right. And so, Mary, you were then uh, downstairs, and and let's face it. Okay. First of all, Mama K, as you guys know, you've seen her comments on the Radio Free Almond page. Uh, she's called into the show every once in a while. You called into the show. On my uh, way to work. And, and, but but she is, you know. She's no slouch when it comes to intellect and IQ here. And so this is a thing where you could easily have Mama K just kind of like come up. I mean, it just you're just not that permeable intellectually <laughs> to uh, crazy things. And so uh, keep in mind, you guys know Mama K. And if Mama K feels something, did you feel the cold too, right? Yes. You felt all the... the, br- the, the Yes, there was cold. There was a cold spot. When Mary and I were doing a session down in, in that basement, we had we tried to debunk that 
black mist or black orb that everybody was seeing. And there was a cold spot there that we were able to see, well, there's air coming from the window. Is that enough to debunk? Possibly. We don't know. We have to look at equipment and see what else we have. Right. So you, you guys will still have to see what was ever left on the tape or if there was anything on the tape. You'll have to see how that whole thing worked right. out. We're just hoping that something came up on video right. along with the audio that we have down there. Now, Mary, how long have you been doing this? I'd say probably about 12, 13 years. 12 or 13 years. Yes. We started together. Oh, you did? Yeah, our yeah. husbands are, have been best friends since li they were little. Okay, so you guys kind of started this, or at least the interest in it together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, Mary, but you haven't, you've always been similarly kind of skeptical, though, correct? Yes, I want to, I mean, if something happens, I want to try and find out what made it happen. Right, okay. And so the last night, though, aside from some of the cold... You, you and Jennifer had the experience of not being, what was that like, not being able to get through a doorway? All I know is Jennifer called me over. And we, she was staying at the doorway, and then when it was my turn, I walked up, and from head to toe, it was like goosebumps. Yeah, and, and we had, that, we had I, that on the tape. I, it was just amazing. Yeah. And I did not want to go any further into the hallway down there to go off to the one room that everybody was talking about seeing that orb. Right, but you really didn't want to go further, huh? No. There was something there that was just, it didn't feel right. Yeah, and that's what Jennifer was talking about with the energy. She was like really talked about this, This and, and it wasn't just that there was some kind of, something with fangs hanging around. It was really <laughs> just this negative right. it energy. Was a, it was a very strong energy. Yeah, and so what do you think? You, you had your theory, which is what happened when the Facebook... Uh, Page started zipping around. You because you you were I was playing the tape of you telling Lacey what you thought was going on. So what is your theory about what happened down there first with Lacey and then ultimately with everything else going around there? Well, I know that Lacey started off doing different things here, getting you know the photo shoot, and she's here constantly doing the tours and such. And I like you were saying earlier, it's kind of like she didn't want her to take over right. saying I'm in charge right and again she apologized which you know I'm sure she'll do that again too every time she comes in here right right because that, she's that, over there shaking her well, head we'll yes. talk to her too about that because that, that is that is interesting because uh uh it, it, it probably it had to be since she was so kind of but it did affect everybody else but it did seem to kind of zero in on on Lacey what did you think it was Mama Kay I, I'm not sure, and m my thought is a little bit different from Mary's. I think it's a repetitive spirit. I think it runs its cycle at this particular time, and she just happened to be in the way. So that's my theory. Right. You mean it's cycle meaning like just in October or just no? All, I think it's, no, it's normally. it may be somebody who was here, uh, you know, as a worker or somebody who lived here who pulled, you know, who who feels comfortable in that space right. that they felt like uh, and they go through this repetitive thing every night or every morning or multiple times a day we just don't know because we never had the equipment down there all day right. and had a sensitive down there so I think it's very interesting to watch Lacey discover her skills yeah yeah that was really that was really something skills. she's I very magnetic yeah, I mean, <laughs> amazingly so. And and then when we talked about uh, this other project you guys are working on, 
Uh, and and someone had kind of described it. Well, it was Lacey at first that uh, described herself as ghost bait, which right. was uh, <laughs> that's um, Jennifer's term. <laughs> all of you, all of you, kind of seem to 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 be in that realm there. Because I'll tell you, when I was up working on the show, and I was up in that creepy room, and I was just like, I couldn't. There was something not right about that room. But I was working on the show, and then I heard the scream and went down. That whole that all that air, all that aura, everything else was just something. I really absolutely didn't expect to feel. I thought maybe I'd see something or, or do whatever something. if there was anything, but I never felt I never thought I would feel something and that was the weirdest part. It's kind of like uh when you uh when you talk to people who've been in tornadoes and 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 you always think of a tornado as this thing that just kind of like tore the roof off of something, but they're saying no, when you're when the tornado was coming, there was suddenly this rapid drop in the 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 pressure and I got you know this and it was yes. cold and it was like bomb. We had that because when we walked into that room right after that, my ears were stopped up. Yeah, and that's a that's a barometric pressure thing. Yeah, it almost seemed like it was a weather event. It was really weird but inside we didn't have of any here. Weather, right? Well, <laughs> and then once again, the noise you're hearing is the air conditioner kicking on. And I don't know whether the, and we didn't have the air conditioner off, and we were right. Around right down the steps over around over there, I believe. I've kind of turned around here. Yeah, down there. That's loud enough to hear. I'm going to take my headphones off. And I, I mean, I, I can hear that. And there we couldn't hear <coughs> a thing. Like when you we got, when we were all on that stairwell there, uh, and, and and we were kind of like, you know, arcing around the stairwell talking. That air was noticeably running Different. around there. Yeah, it, it was. Right it was heavy. After, yeah, it was Very right heavy. after. Uh, so it was. It was kind of crazy. Well, um, good. I hope you guys had fun. You guys are thinking to yourself, you know, uh, <laughs> we could have slept until 8 o'clock at least. You no, wake we couldn't. us up at 6 a.m. and a little bit longer. we finally get us on here. <laughs> it's amazing. So now, what are you guys going to do? What is your duty after this? Like, what are you doing, Mary? What I'm going to do is go home. I'm going to watch my video, see if I can see anything. And at the same time, I'm going to listen to the audio. Okay, yeah, because you were the one that had the the constantly Actually, running. Actually, it's still going over there. Oh, it's still going? Yes. I was curious. Well, that's a different technical question is how that thing can handle <laughs> all that stuff. But So it's still running. See, well, yes. you, you left it out near uh, last night. I remember this. You left it out in front of the bottles of Redemption bourbon and yes, Redemption rum. that attracted. Just to see, right. you know. Yes. Uh, but you left the recorder out in front of it. So now you, you, we've gone, well, we haven't gone that long. So we've gone, you know, six hours or so since you laid that thing down. Or actually more like, you know, four hours or whatever it happens to be. But since you laid that thing down. Yes. So you don't know what's going to come out of that. I have no idea. That's crazy. I'll Mama know Kay, once I get home and start listening. Yeah, right on. Yeah. What are you going to do, Mama Kay? Well, I've got audio, I've got video, I've got photos. All those things i got to dump onto my laptop and after I get some sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'll probably look at it. Right. But I'm going to a show Thursday. So I'm going to Seven Dust. All right. Uh, nice. And Clutch <laughs> <laughs> on Thursday. So it might be this weekend before I actually get to it. I'm sorry if I insulted you and I said Death Leopard because... <laughs> uh, see Def Leppard. Right, yeah. Okay. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I didn't underestimate <laughs> you there cuz you're they, all these names of bands I've never heard of and I probably should have heard from them. That's all. All right. Well, um, all right. Let's get uh, Let's get Lacey in here and Jennifer and Tim. You guys uh, can just stand around if you want to cuz we'll kind of wrap things up a little bit. So, why don't you put the headphones on there, Lacey, if you don't mind. 
All right, the newlyweds are awake too. Hey. Caroline and Ryan from Nebraska. Glad they're alive. Yes. Oh, we should bring them in. I know, they came in from, they, it's their, their honeymoon. Uh, did anything happen overnight for you guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's chill. So they came in. Uh, oh, look at their cute shirts, you guys. <laughs> one's a big rabbit, one's a little rabbit. Or jackalope, right? Jackalopes. Nice. Before we before we sign off, you guys need to come out in front of this camera so everybody can wish you a happy wedding. This is Ryan and Caroline here. Thank them for being. Look at their cute shirts together. What a cute couple they are. Here, come over here. You can see them. Yay! So they had no idea. They had no idea we we're going to be here, and so. They're doing their honeymoon. They're from Nebraska, and they're doing their honeymoon, and they're the only room in the place besides ours, basically. You guys are the only ones staying here. So, oh, but let me just ask you really quickly, Ryan, if you don't mind, if you can speak into the microphone. Uh, what made you guys decide to come to St. Louis and, uh, and the Lemp Mansion? It was really just by chance. Um, it's a beautiful building, and we didn't know anything about that it was haunted at the time. Uh huh. So, oh, so so you that you weren't here because you have some interest in the paranormal or whatever. You just were coming to the Lamp Mansion. Yes. <laughs> it was fake. Well, it, it's such a beautiful building. Yeah, it and, is. And, and and the price was right, honestly. Wow. Oh, I, that's great. So so are you surprised by what you wound up getting into? I mean, uh, yeah. Caroline. I mean, it was really, it was really cool to hear all about it and yeah. learn all about that. Well, the but history hears. Did you hear the screaming last night? I sleep like I'm dead to the earth. Okay. So. You yeah. didn't hear us I scream at I all. Heard, I thought I heard something at some point, but I figured it was one of you. Yeah. Yeah, downstairs. It was, it was a big oh, event. Yeah. Downstairs. <laughs> I'll give you the I'll give you the Facebook page. You guys can look. You guys can hear what we all talked about this morning because yeah. it was quite a quite a event last night. Yes. So. Uh, but thanks for putting up with us so oh, yeah. <laughs> well. I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool. And glad you chose St. Louis and the Lent Mansions. Funny how they didn't know anything about it. But you were, didn't, Ryan, didn't you feel, weren't you downstairs when you felt something downstairs in the basement? I, I, I get goosebumps. Okay. Um, fairly easily. Okay. So I, don't, uh, I, I thought don't you were one of the pet, the pet people. Well, I guess not. I, 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 I missed out no. on that. Aren't you guys? Well, uh, happy wedding. Thank you. Happy Thank honeymoon. You. Thank you so much. Is this it then? So you guys are going to go, aw. Aw. Uh, uh, so are you guys going to stay here longer? Or are you, Another uh, night here. Okay, cool. Well, you have the, it's all, it's all yours now. We stirred it up real good for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Some time in the basement. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, well, uh, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Good. Happy marriage. Lacey, so here's the deal. So let me, let me just explain quickly because I want to give – the shout out to hauntedstltours.com and this was not this was not designed to be just a promotion for hauntedstltours.com uh, they didn't pay to be on the show and we got our guys at Southern Glazers 
Wine and Spirits to sponsor the whole event uh, with uh, their Redemption uh, Bourbon and Redemption Rye, which is really good stuff. And we uh, took care of a little bit of that last night before everybody went to bed, which was great. And so this wasn't designed to be anything. That, I'm not getting paid by anybody to do this or whatever, except the guys at Southern Glaciers are taking care of our expenses here, which is great. And we appreciate them very much. And so I hope you can pay them back by picking up a bottle of Redemption and uh, or two for your holiday imbibing. And uh, tastes like honey, right, Lacey? The bourbon brown does. Sugar. A little brown good. sugar. Yeah, yep. it's I really good. It. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the rye has a nice little burn if you want if you if if you like that. But it's really good stuff. So perfect for the holidays, everything else. So anyway, uh, but but still, you guys, I love the fact that that you guys are that was the first and foremost thing even when we met with the guys who were talking about a reality show everything else that authenticity is absolutely paramount for you guys Uh, whether it be authenticity in telling the accurate story about the people who you're studying or investigating whatever and not disrespecting them not doing any of that kind of stuff and so uh, this Lemp Mansion experience even if there's with nothing on tape whatever was still a pretty amazing uh, in-depth experience, and when you when you push all the history into it, uh, you just fall further in love with the city's history, with the Lent Mansion, and with uh, seeking out things that sometimes aren't explainable. Well put. Oh, and that's, then, that's our every day. Well, and <laughs> when you guys do tours, though, you do tours on on the landing, correct? Mm-hmm. You do tours uh, where else? Uh, we do several. So we. We have the old courthouse on Halloween night, which is our favorite and yeah. really our, our first big um, institution that let us in and trusted us yeah. to do how we do what we do. Um, we have a Spirits of St. Louis tour, which is a three-hour burial grounds tour, and we go from North City to South, and we talk tombstone symbolism and culture and different burial mounds and where they used to be. Right. Um, I do a choose your own adventure tour because there are so many places in St. Louis that if someone calls and they have an idea of what they want to learn about, we can build around that. We literally had a tour last weekend, two weekends ago. Two weekends ago. I, I don't know what day it is anymore. <laughs> I'm right. so tired. That was two weeks but ago. we had yeah. 15 <laughs> people <laughs> that had us from one in the afternoon until one o'clock in the morning. Wow. And wow. we <laughs> did not stop. And every place we went was on this list of places that they wanted to see. We'll do that. That's yeah. how much we dig it. Like we, right. I get excited sharing the cool things about where we live with people. Right. That's what it all boiled down to for me in the first place. And then all this <laughs> ghost nonsense <laughs> that happened on top of it just made it that much more interesting. Right. Well, I and then you also do, and uh, you might have mentioned it and I didn't hear it, uh, but the Underground Railroad tours, right? So um, I did a bit of a social experiment. When I was researching other tour info, I kept coming across locations that were either um, places that were used for hiding fugitive slaves during Civil War era or were somehow tied to that in some way and it became in my face there was so much of it and what we don't typically see in this niche is you don't get a lot of cultural diversity and it wasn't something I was after intentionally but I think a natural byproduct of what we've done is really uncover all of our history not just 
the shiny bits, yeah, but right. all of it. And yeah. you, we are a multicultural city. We always have been. Yeah. Before we were founded by the French, we were founded by the Spanish. Before them, we were founded by the Native Americans. So, right. I mean, there's a lot of different cultural aspects yeah. to this place. And the Underground Railroad tour, I didn't know if I would get that many African-American people interested in right. ghost tours. It's not typically two things that cross. Yeah, culturally, it's not part of part of a, a yeah, it's and, and we did. sometimes. It, it was one of our friends, Larry, who I've known for a year now, um, helped me out with a, a thing or two with that tour. And Webster University, it, it sold out. And to have an educational institution like that back you up and, and tell you you did a good job and give you that credibility is right. wonderful yeah. for us. I mean, it's so interesting how history just swirls around you once you start picking up on some things. And uh, so some of it might just be as small as like a little brush of cold air from whoever it might be or just something big when you're out in a field or at a lot or at a place someplace where you just really yeah. feel it. And you I know where there's a haunted Domino's pizza parking <laughs> lot. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Not even kidding. Is that because it's like an old potter's field or something? Or? No, it, it, it was um, next. From the underground. It was part of the underground. Wow. Uh, Peter and Nancy Hudlin had a home, and this is, you can Google this. They were very active with running uh -huh. um, fugitive slaves over to the Meacham Crossing, which is on the riverfront, and then over to Illinois. Right. And there's, you can't sell a ghost tour there. Yeah. But you can't also not talk about it. It's yeah. It's there. It's really yeah, cool. It really happened. Right, yeah. right. It was interesting, too. You mentioned the International Shoe Company and how they bought the brewery. Now, as I recall, we were down uh, prior to a, a meeting we had with, with, uh, with the guys over at Cool Fire. We were looking at some of this architecture, and we were looking at the International Shoe Company. I had no idea that they were the ones who wound up actually buying. And if you go down, down, and I, when I was in New York, I became obsessed with even the smallest pieces of architecture in New York City. I couldn't get around. It was so beautiful, in part because when Lacey was taking me around it one day, we were, like, looking at all this stuff, and it was just amazing what we do, which just passes under, uh, over our heads, you know, or sometimes even under our notice. It's pretty amazing. I mean, it, and it adds a lot to it. And, it, and, and, and just to understand how people before us kind of thought and operated and lived and I think at the same time having a little fun with when they come out and play that's that's fantastic so speaking of that Tim so when you guys the future of this is oh by the way can you show them your haunted s I love those shirts oh, let me yeah, let me yeah. see the front and the back it's got All the right. uh, haunted STL with the with the ghost underneath the arch in the back with the st. Louis City Flag with the yeah. ghost. That's outstanding. And you could buy those, right, at HauntedSTL.stlouis.com? That, that logo was designed on a napkin at McDonald's. Oh, really? Some time ago. May. In May, <laughs> yeah. was it? Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, you yeah. guys, yeah, because cool, you're, 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 you're pretty brand new. Yeah. All right, so, Tim, what happens from here then? So you guys are going to go back, and you're going to, from today, mm -hmm. right, are you going to put together, like, a series of pieces, or are you going to kind of, like, figure stuff out once you... Right. The tapes. I, I, it'll, it'll definitely. I, I always want to try. I'd love to make some like, fifteen minute movie. <laughs> right. Of it. Right. Yeah. It just depends what we find. Uh, it depends on just the quality of it. Uh, if it's a good centered shot, which it never really ever is. Yeah. You know, um, it just depends on what we find. It'll definitely be on Facebook and 
our website and i mean if i can keep my eyes open long <laughs> enough today i'm going to start going yeah. through it so yeah. um it's it's uh that's just one of the things i think makes it credible the credibility of ghost hunting is <laughs> this part we did today or last night was so much fun what i'm going to do now shows the dedication of the hours i'm going to spend staring at a stagnant yeah. room yeah right hoping to see something you know see that holy grail and then go well not on that file next because you really I mean, can't that's fast forward work. that stuff no no because no, it could be just a flash even like, i was just talking about it earlier that just reviewing i could be looking at the upper left corner and something happened at the lower left corner or lower you know right. opposite side right so right I mean, I'll go through things at least twice. So four hours, well, now it's eight hours. So everything just multiplied. Yeah. So. Well, I'm sure there will be some stuff that will ultimately be revealed that we haven't seen yet uh, that comes out of your tapes and maybe even your pictures, Lacey. We'll see how that works out. And then we'll just we'll just follow up with it and, yeah. and put oh, more yeah. up. And I'll put that videotape I did play for you guys uh, up on the Facebook page as well. So, but appreciate you guys a lot. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank fun. you. Thank yeah, you. We'll see if yeah. we can find some place to grab some Z's somewhere. <laughs> Check out Times close. Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the ghost hunting afterglow at Bob Evans. Not an afterglow. Gotcha. <laughs> this is a train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, HauntedSTLTours.com. And thank you also so much to uh, Southern Glazers, uh, Wine and Spirits. You guys are great. Thank you for the Redemption Bourbon, Redemption Rye. It's great stuff. And it can be found at Randall's, but... I'm pretty sure it's at Schnucks and Deerbergs and beyond. And if it's not, you need to walk in there and politely say, uh, please do, because they support Radio Free Almond. So does Naputi Wellness, NaputiWellness.com. Thank you, buddy. Michael Proctor, Proctor spelled like doctor, ProctorDrapery.com. You know, Michael's main competitor is not Home Depot or... Home headquarters or Michael's, the other fabric store. It's these interior designer places, these places that do design work because Michael's an interior designer. So he plays with the big boys, and there's no one that's going to beat him in price or value because he comes to your house with his mobile design unit and stops right in, comes in, gives you an eye, looks at what you might need. And a lot of people who look for window treatments are looking for somebody to tell them what they need. And that's Michael, who's got a great taste, great everything else, and you'll love, love the guy. 855-QUOTE-ME is the number for Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. Thank you to Santino Cigars and Cocktails right there on Vogel Road. Mike and Shannon, they're the ones who introduced me to Phil from Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits, and they're the ones who hooked me up with Redemption to sponsor the entirety of the Radio Free Almond special Halloween show. From the beautiful Lent Mansion. Thank you to the Pointers as well for all of their uh, goodwill and fun here. I encourage you to come down Sunday. Apparently, they have a fantastic chicken dinner, correct? Yes. Their dinners are really good. It's incapacitating. Yeah. Their dinners are great. And make sure that the Haunted STL Tour hooks you up with a tour. And then they also have, a, I think, the uh, theater, little dinner theater they have here as well. So it's a great place. And thank you guys so much for joining us as well. Oh, here. 
I'm going to read off the names just so I can keep my crap together here. Jennifer Elwin, thanks a ton. I'm a K, of course. Uh, Tim Johnson, Mary Rhodes, Lacey Reinhardt, you guys are great. And, of course, uh, Matt McLuth, you did a great job here, man. Morgan Chalmers, you did a great job, too. You guys, as a team, we just moved the entire the show right here. Remember I told you that I thought it was just going to be a Facebook show. And so I thought we were just going to do Facebook, and Matt's like, no, we can do the stream. You're a rock star. He's the go big or stay home guy. Even through your paranormal activity. Exactly. I know. And Yeah, he saw it. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, thanks, you guys, for everything. It was a ton of fun. And thank you, guys. RadioFreeAlman.com for the new gear. And if you want to look into the, one of these shirts, check it out at HauntedSTLTours.com. So thank you, folks. Have a good one.